0: What up y'all I'm Rajay
1: and I'm Shy and welcome to the RxS podcast
0: the podcast where we provide inspiration motivation and information to the music community gang 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 Uh, so
1: babe what are we talking about today
0: first I want to acknowledge who we're talking about today we have a very 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 special guest someone who I owe uh, quite a bit of gratitude to um, somebody that I pay homage to on a regular basis a living legend yes one of the people who are responsible for me being a session player me being a music producer yeah um yeah so yeah i'm excited about this and i ain't going to lie <laughs> if you know me you know what's good the um the conversation was just about like the come up yeah and um what comes with the come up yeah um the process of learning the process of developing as a music producer excuse me (laughs) as an engineer as a musician yeah the music business a little bit the quartet industry a little bit for sure um yeah this is one who knows all of that and more so i hope y'all enjoy the episode (laughs) what up y'all we have a very 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 special guest in the building today the i don't even know what to say we're just going to say it's Ray Bradshaw Jr. Because I could go I could go crazy, but I would just keep it chill. What up, man? What's
1: up, Maul? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, man. Yo, yeah, I wanted
0: to... um, Y'all, I'm sorry, guys. I'm thinking, okay, I'm done. I wanted to have him in here a long time ago, but I'm glad we're here today. It's perfect timing, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. God's time is always perfect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, listen, I want to do what we always do.
1: Excuse me, guys.
0: Take me from the top. Little Ray. <laughs>
1: what what part you want to know? Because it's a whole lot from to the it. be
0: I'm talking about the very beginning. Like where you were born, everything.
1: Well, okay. Well, you know what? Um I was actually born um in South Rocky Mount. Okay. And um and for some reason my mom didn't move over over to uh um, Oakwood, which is Meadowbrook. to yeah. Meadowbrook and um and that's where i've kind of um spent all my childhood here yeah um on the playgrounds right up the street yeah and um going up to to the school you know um riding the bike yeah and, you know so you rode your bike to school i rode my bike to school if i didn't walk and you would I,
0: walk to school like how many minutes it take to walk to school
1: for me <laughs> for me it took it took a good little while because I was always doing something stupid, you know. Just trying to, you know. So you didn't never just walk straight to school. No, I'm I'm gonna go to go to somebody's house early in the morning, you know. Knock on the door, asking where they at. Had they left yet? You know. So you know that's just kind of stuff we did back yeah, then, man. Yeah. You know because everybody had a certain time that we just knew, okay, so-and-so-and-so is going to be walking out of the house at this time because you had to get there by the time the bell rang. Yeah. So, you know, so we would go to each other's house and see if they in, and you would know if they didn't leave, they probably were sick. But, you know, yeah. so I just always lollygagged in, in the, in the <laughs> school right up the street. Right.
0: You know. So were you um at that time? That's What's that, elementary school? Elementary school. Were you already into music then?
1: I was because I was... um. <laughs> I've always had a passion to play. Mm-hmm. And my mom and them had a group back then called the Wooten Sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you had her cousins, which is Victor Wooten, and they had the Wooten Brothers. Yeah. You know, they. a lot of people don't know they're from here. They're from yeah. North Carolina, like right from the country. Yeah. Macclesfield area. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, they don't even have a, a stoplight, they just have a caution light. <laughs> 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 so, um, so that was the Wooten Brothers. But then my mom and her sisters and brothers. They was the Wooten Sisters. I got you. So it was like my mom them used to sing every weekend. Uh, and um, and I always would go with them mm-hmm. everywhere. Like every, anytime they sang, anytime they rehearsed, I was with my mom. Wow. Like she knew not to leave me at home. Yeah. If she left me at home, I must have been on punishment for something. Yeah. You know, so it was like she didn't never have to ask me to come because that was like going to the candy store. Right. Right. So every time she, um, they had rehearsal, I would always go. This before I was playing anything, Mm. and um, so, um, and I used to love when they would decide to have rehearsal at our house. (laughs) So my sister, she had a, back then she had a, um, she had a kitchen set, Um, and back then, you know, now they make kitchen sets with plastic. Yeah. Back then they made it with metal. Yeah. So I would take that and those plates would be my symbols. <laughs> I had a fire truck. Fire truck wasn't my drum. <laughs> so and then, you know, so what I would do, i would pull my little mess out while they rehearsing. I'd be banging on my little mess while they rehearsing. And most of the time, you know, my mom didn't want to make nobody look bad, but you know, my mom. Uh, I, I guess I was playing my little drum set better than the drummer that they had. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was like, you know, it just always was. Uh, it always became a passion, yeah. or was a passion because I always wanted to play the
0: drums. Yeah. So when did when did you get your first drum set?
1: Oh, my real first drum set. <laughs> well, okay, no, no, wait. So after, after
0: the fire truck. In the in the plates. Okay. Did you start playing drums before you got a drum set? I did. Uh, okay.
1: If I can re- if I can recall, because I when I turned six, mm-hmm. my dad wrote a play, and, and at that time we was going to um Ebenezer Baptist Church. Yeah. Where, that's my home church. That's yeah. where I grew up at. Wow. With, with Pastor Walker. Wow. So um so my dad wrote a play, mm-hmm. and um and I think the name of the play was um. The best that he had, my dad wrote, and uh, and it was a, it was a spot in there that my dad said you gonna play drums. Now I've never sat on a set of drums at, at all, just so, the truck in the, just the truck, yeah, <laughs> and um, publicly, yeah. So you know, so that particular day. Uh, matter of fact, the name of the song was I Rise Again. Yeah, I know that so, song. So it was like, you know, the crucifixion and yeah. stuff like that. So um, so that that day, my dad said, you're going to play the drums. So And it was like packed. Everybody was in there listening to the play. But when they got to that section of the play, it was time for me to play drums. <laughs> and when I started playing, I I mean you know I think people took Their attention Off the Off the Off the play And was looking at me Playing the drums
0: <laughs> Yeah it, So were the drums In the same place They are now In Ebenezer
1: Well actually We did this in the Old Sanctuary which Oh is the fam- which, which, which is, is the, the Fellowship, fellowship hall. hall Now Yeah So um So that's where That's where I played My first song Wow And this was Um 1986 Woo Woo <laughs>
0: <laughs> so from then on, you considered yourself a drummer.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I was major then. <laughs> you, you couldn't touch me then. because I I knew I knew that um, because of my passion. And when I played that day, my my uh, confidence was was yeah. was there because I knew that um, I knew I could play and I could hold my own. And that's not being arrogant at all. Yeah, but it's just I knew that if I was called to play. Yeah, you know I would I would give it my my all and put my all into it. Yeah, you know, um, so it it was a it was a um life changing for me. Yeah, when when I played when I played that day, and um and from there it's just like you know, um I would um you know they asked me to play in church.
0: That's what I was going to ask you. So you started playing on Sunday. I started playing on Sunday. Did you play every Sunday or just particular certain Sundays?
1: I played um. Uh, I played every Sunday, but I didn't play the whole service. Oh. Because at that time, um, and um, at that time, the drummer that was there, uh, he's my guy. I, I respect him. I still, you know, I still, we still talk every now and then. Mm-hmm. But he taught me so much at that at that time. His name was Daryl Trevathan. Okay. He's still here in Rocky Mountain. He's a little older. Okay. Um, and he was a drummer at that time. hmm So, um, so... He had, um, he was playing, and um, and I would always watch him play. Yeah. So it's like, even today, it's like things that he's done, how he played, I still implemented them yeah. and playing now. So he was very instrumental in my life because he taught me, you know, a lot of things uh, about drums that I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, during that time. Yeah. You know, and um, like, and um, so it was like kind of that, 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 That time, you know, he kind of took me in and kind of showed me the ropes.
0: Yeah. So how long were you playing drums before you started playing keys?
1: Well, before I started playing keys, I started playing bass.
0: Oh, let's go. So
1: (laughs) that was the third. Okay.
0: Okay. So how did you start playing bass?
1: Well, I started playing bass because uh, my cousin that played at the church, his name is Ray Johnson. He played at the church. Uh huh. He um he was working a lot.
2: Oh,
1: so it was like, um, I I would always have to play drums with. At that time, it was uh Tim Walker.
2: Yeah,
1: and um and that was that's Pastor Walker's son. Son. Yeah. So he was the organ player. So, so when he wasn't um when it was just me and him, it was always kind of weird because it's like you know, where the bass is. You know, I want to feel some bass, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, when you playing as a, as a as a team, it's like when the bass is gone, it's like... <laughs> the bottom fallout. The bottom fallout, <laughs> <laughs> fall I'm trying to tell you. So, um, but long story short, because he couldn't, um, because he was working a lot, I've always was like, hmm, I ain't how to play the bass. Yeah. And, and... Even even in some, you know, in in some situations like, you know, as kids, you know, we'll hear a song and sometimes we'll be humming the bass.
2: Yeah. You
1: know? And that's just how it was all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I had the drums down packed, it was like when I would hear a song, I'll be humming the bass while the song is playing. Yeah. So it's like I I knew then that I kinda had a thing for bass.
2: For bass, yeah. You
1: know, so but that really, with him not being there and I always wanted to have a bass player, I said, well let me find a let me try to find out how to play it. Yeah. You know, so um so me and my cousins, we would always, you know, back in the day, I don't know if they play they do it now, like young kids. Mm-hmm. Back then we used to play church all the time. <laughs> like pretend
0: y'all were having church. Oh service.
1: yeah, we used to do it. You know, me, my sister and my cousins, we would all be upstairs and um and um and when I would go to their house, my uncle, he had a um a box guitar. That's what we call it back then. But mm-hmm. now we call it acoustic.
2: Acoustic, yeah.
1: And um it was a guitar, so it had six strings, but that particular guitar always had four strings. <laughs> so so it's like uh, you know, and because I didn't know how to make no chords, I would play one <laughs> string at a time. So that was like my practice. Yeah, that's how you learn how that's to play. That's how I learn how to play bass you know oh, from acoustic. acoustic guitar but back then we used to call it a boss guitar yeah you know so uh, so that's when I started um you know playing bass
0: and how did when did you play like the first time officially
1: oh man it was um it was an event um at Ebenezer. Mm. and um guitar player um um, the late Chester Lewis. Yes. Um. He um. He had his groups called Chester Lewis and Company. Mm-hmm. And um. Uh, and I think during that time, I don't know if my cousin Ray was still in the group or what, I can't remember. But that particular day, uh, Pastor Walker used to have uh, gospel concerts on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. So that particular night, it was a concert where he had I think he had the William Brothers here or, some, or the Jacksons there. as one of them, and Chester Lewis opened up. Mm-hmm. And he needed a bass player. Whoa! And so, did you know? Like, I can do this. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay, let's go. Yo, that's crazy. How long had you been practicing before that day? Well, back then, you know, every day I, I used to, you know, when stuff is around, you yeah. would always pick it up.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, I mean, I can't say that now because you know, being older is kind of like. You know,
2: yeah, that's
1: one of the things we need to get back to practicing. <laughs> but but then when we would see it, we would just always go and, and pick yeah. it up and practice. So I would always kind of, you know, be up on, you know, playing songs and yeah. stuff like that and playing his songs. So that night, and I didn't even have a bass then, so I had to borrow a bass.
0: Do you remember whose bass you borrowed?
1: I think I borrowed um, uh, Timmy Brick. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Because back in the day, Timmy Britt used to play the bass. He had a local group with the Traveling Angels. Yeah. And and I think he was the bass player Yeah, before he started singing, just leading. So I would um, bar his stuff.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: And because I didn't play much, you know, I didn't, you know, have, mm-hmm. have my own. So I would go and, you know, bar his bass.
0: Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. And what did Mr. Chester say when you played?
1: Because did he know you could play? He did. He did he he knew that I could play, but he knew I haven't played in a public setting,
0: yes, the same as the drums,
1: right that's what's crazy, so here it is, the same church, <laughs> but I'm playing a different instrument at a big event <laughs> right for the first time, right so so that day it was like. You know, it was incredible because that was another life changing moment for me. Yeah. Because you know, being able to play um, something that I've never played openly and publicly, you know, for a local group, and it was like you know everything was spot on. So it was yeah. like we was flawless. Yeah. You know, he and then during that time, he had this thing where he would play "Walk Around Heaven" on the guitar, mm-hmm. and he would get to the, the end of the. You know when Paul would hold the note, <laughs> yeah. he would hold the note on the guitar. He would hit it one time, and it would just sustain, yeah. like for a long time. Yeah. And uh, but you know that was that was an incredible that was an incredible time. Mm-hmm. You know, so here again, like I say, another instrument at the same church, but yeah. in the in the sanctuary, but at a big 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 yeah. event. Yeah. So you know, it was incredible. And then what was your journey? So keys came next, right? Because. By that time, when I after I started playing bass, Tim had got called into the ministry. Mm. So he was preaching a lot, <laughs> and he was the minister music of the church. Yeah. So it was like I was always there at the church. I I didn't have um, a bass player. Mm. Or keyboard players <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so this particular service it was it was a revival service, I never forget it was a revival service, and I can't remember who was preaching, but this particular day, um, Tim could only start the service off, then he had to leave. yeah, so Tim left it left me there by myself, yeah, you know it was no one it was no one else there that could play. Oregon or whatever so this particular time well at first I started with playing key bass you know (laughs) so when he left you know not not left leaving the church but when he left that That service yeah I had to figure out what to do (laughs) Yeah, you know I'm on keyboard and playing playing with one hand, so I, I I guess the people say, well, he up there. I know he gonna put that other hand up there, so it's like it's like okay, go ahead and do it. Yeah. So for some reason, I I just formed a chord and I just made it work to the end of service till they said made the Lord watch. Yeah, you know, so I just made it work. It was it was challenging because I was kind of nervous because I know. That kind of caught me off guard, yeah, you know, and uh so
0: you never had intentions to play keyboard, no, yo, this is crazy, but it's like tim Tim ain't here, he preaching all the time, somebody mm-hmm. got to learn how to play that's right, yo, I never knew that, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah, so so you you learn how to play drums, you learn how to play bass, then you learn how to play keys, when do you discover? Like, the production side of things.
1: Well, when I started playing keyboard, and, um, i never forget, there's a guy here in Rocky Mount. his name is Jerry Harrison. Yeah. He was doing a record. Mm-hmm. And then, um, there was a studio called Gospel World. Uh-huh. It was in the country, it was like in Middlesex, I mean, it was nowhere, <laughs> nothing around it. And, um... And and the the owner, he had a studio in the back of his house. hmm I mean, it was like a top of the line studio. Mm-hmm. And um and he said, um, he said, Ray, he said, I want you to come to the studio. He said, and I'm I'm gonna pay you a hundred dollars. And he said, I don't want no mess. Uh huh. He said, now I need you to come in here and I need you to fatten up my music. <laughs> so um so I went, did the session. He said, now I'm paying by the hour. Cause back then, you know. Ain't no none of that. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he said, we on the clock now. <laughs> so that's why he said he ain't want no mess. Yeah. So um, so I went, we did the session, and I did my thing. You yeah. Know, I, you know, he he um, you know, I I did what he asked me to do. Yeah. And uh in his and in his in his words, I was flawless. So he was he was cool. Yeah. So when, from that moment i've and I've seen how artists would um would be in sessions and be at the studio, and sometimes they would run out of money because they were paying by the hour, mm. so it was like um you know it was like they had to just deal with how things were mm. because they was running out of money, and sometimes the engineer didn't you know. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. Some of them couldn't hear thunder, but at the same token, they didn't really care what you did, because they
0: literally just engineering. They just gonna, engineering. They just making sure the tracks is coming up, that's and it, it sounded
1: great. Yep. Yeah. That's it. So it was like, you know, I said, "Well, what?" Um, you know, I want to be able to help the artists, um, be able to get their music the way they want it without worrying about how much time they got. Mm. you know so during that time you know i just you know um i would go and um sit up under uh, mr borkins his name was gerald borkins mm-hmm. and uh um, at that same studio at the same studio okay so um and at that time um our cousin wyatt Staten yeah he was a studio musician so he played a lot on the sessions
2: yeah you know
1: and you know he would play guitar and and bass and if he didn't program the music sometimes but most of most of the time he would always hire studio musicians Mm -hmm. then I became a studio musician Woo, okay he would hire me in to come and play drums Uh (laughs) uh-huh so so when he did that um I just kind of learned Mm-hmm. I just kind of learned how they did things, and and back then, this was before software was even out. Yes. So this was like, you know, you got two inch. Yeah. You know, um, you got reel to reels and that machines and stuff yeah. like that. You know, sync boxes and stuff. <laughs> you know, um, and 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 it was interesting. So that's how I kind of got influenced with trying to learn studio stuff. And uh, but I didn't really get into the production side of it until um, at my home church, um, the minister of music he was uh, God bless his soul uh, Ed Melvin. Mm-hmm. He was the minister of music, and he had a studio.
2: Oh, so
1: he was doing a lot of production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, not just recording, but he was doing a lot of production. Yeah. He wasn't the best at recording. Yeah, but he was the best at production. Yeah. So I took what he did. You know, and um, and just kind of applied it. You know, I took the do's and the don'ts.
2: Yeah, and
1: uh, and just kind of applied it. Mm-hmm. And 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 I was real influenced with how to record. Mm-hmm. You know, and not even just recording, but how production's supposed to be.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, because back then it was still limited with recording. I think he was recording with a Akai twelve track machine. Yeah, so that's
0: all you got, unless yeah. you bounce it, right?
1: Unless you bounce it. You yeah. know, so it was like, you know with working with, and he couldn't mix that, he couldn't mix that good, <laughs> but he can But record. how did you know, how did you know that he
0: couldn't record good and he wasn't mixing good? Is it because you were at that other studio?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like one of those things that, you know, the gift that God's put, God yes. put in, inside of you that you just can't explain. Yes. And it's like it's like somebody teaching you how to read by I mean how to play by ear. Yeah. You know, that that's something that we can't teach. Right. You know. And uh and that's just kind of how, how, how it was. was. yeah, it's like, you know, you can be a songwriter and you can be a musician that play, but you may not know how to put music together to 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 make a yeah. commercial or whatever. You know, so it it was just one of those things that he knew how to record it okay Yeah. but it's like when it comes down to putting the icing on the cake it's like you know that's the area that he lacks so it always yeah. had to be somebody else to come and do it
0: so did you start doing it for him
1: no I never started doing it for him because it was kind of one of those ones that um, I don't know if it was ma- more afraid but it's kind of you know and it was never like an issue where this is my stuff you don't deal with my stuff it was nothing like that but it was just kind of—I don't think that it was a, a a a level of trust that I could do it. So I just, you know, I didn't I didn't worry about it because that wasn't my issue. I just yeah. want to be in the room, right? You know, right? And um and and that's that's just been my whole thing. If if I could just be in the room. That's, that's when I can get what I need. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, and and I apply that to life itself. It's like if I could just be in the room. Yeah, man. To just see how it's done, how they think, how they approach it, yeah. and so forth, you know? So yeah. that was my thing all the time. It's like if I could just get in the room. Yeah. And just see how it's done.
0: So you meet him. He has a studio. That's how you start to think about production. Mm -hmm. When do you, number one, decide to be a producer? And number two, when do you open up your studio?
1: Well, with, um, with Ed, with Ed Melvin, he passed away. Okay. So, I had, really had no one to, um, to, to go to, to kind of sit up under. Oh, I got you. Then, um, Then Timmy Britt. Yeah. He had a four-track. Uh-huh. And we would he had a four-track and a Yamaha SY85. What's that? (laughs) 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 What is a SY 85? Okay, so so back then, (laughs) before they had motifs and stuff, yeah. They had SY77s. Okay. SY99s. Okay. And they had a 85. Uh Uh-huh. How many keys was on it? It was a sixty-one key. Okay, okay. And it and it was a sixteen-track sequencer.
2: Sequencer,
0: yeah.
1: So I got you. So you think about it, I, and I just always kind of thought, you know, let me do my music in here because <laughs> I got sixteen. tracks. You got tracks. sixteen tracks on there, yes. And let me just take one input, and you give me a track on that four track.
0: You went in mono.
1: Went in mono. <laughs> yeah, so like it's like, hey, you you hit play, and I'ma start this keyboard. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like, you know, that's how we used to yes, do it. That's crazy. And you know, and back then, because it's four tracks, it's like, okay, you got background, you got three parts. So we gonna get this one microphone. Y'all gonna stand around. It, we gonna sing. Yeah. And and if we try to make it sound good, well, back then, because you had you had to do guitar, yeah. So you you had to take one of them them other three tracks and put guitar on it because you couldn't record guitar so on the computer. So you got all your
0: music on one, guitar on another,
1: all the background on one, and then the lead. Then that's, you go, your that's, <laughs> that's your fortune. That's it. That's your fortune. Let's go to work,
0: <laughs> yo. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, let's go to work, yo. Yeah. Yeah. So so that that's that's how I was. Uh-huh. So we was doing stuff at his house and then I would get mad because he would Tim used to use up all the tracks. So <laughs> it, it, it so it won't no adding to it. Yeah. So uh, but then Tim was working as well. Uh huh. So his schedule got so busy that we couldn't I couldn't record like that. Cause I would just go to his house and we would record all day long. Yeah. So and you know and being respectful of his his family because I don't even think Dominique was, uh, uh, oh, born, uh, was yet. born yet. Yes. So it was Jason was a baby. Yes. Jason was a baby and and TJ. Yes. You know. Yes. He he was playing. You know yes. what he, he was so playing for, so let me let him
0: know for those of y'all who don't know, Timmy Britt is Domo Britt's dad. mm Hmm. Because a lot of people, like, don't know, like, everybody that's been up here, every time we talk, there's a connection. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of connection with everybody. So I just want to do that.
1: <laughs> I right. so, uh, so, yeah. So it was like, I, it was hard trying to go uh, to his house because he was working. And, mm-hmm. I, and I wouldn't go, you know, when he wasn't there. Yeah. You know, um, so it was kind of one of those things that he got so busy and he didn't have you know, have a lot of flexible time. Yeah. So, you know, I I didn't have nowhere to re- nowhere <laughs> yeah. to, to, to record. So um, so this particular day, my dad um bought me a um a Tascam four twenty four, and it was it was a it was a four track. Yeah. With a cassette, it was a cassette tape. Yeah. So what I had, to, you know, I used to. I mean, then I was ordering cassettes, and I was going to... Back then, we had Radio Shack. Yes. So, and I was always told that you have to use the expensive tape because they record better. hmm Like the high bias tapes. I mean, <laughs> back then, the tapes, one tape would probably be like $10. Dang! Yeah. So, it was like, I would buy, like, the special tapes mm-hmm. because I want, I want, you know, I want <laughs> the best quality I can get. Yeah. You know, so... Um, so I had that four track man. I used to work the mess out of it. Yeah, you know, I, I, and then back by that time, my dad bought me a keyboard. What kind of keyboard was it? he bought me a um a Korg X3. Yeah, I know what that is. I know a Korg what X3. X3. Is. So and that did that was, have a sequencer? It was a it was sixteen track sequencer. <laughs> so um so I I so I would do same thing, record all my tracks in that in that in that uh yeah. on the keyboard, dump it on that track four. Yeah. If I had to do any kind of live bass or whatever like that, then I would, um, flip you out. So I would do, um, I would dump my music from my keyboard on track four. Yeah. Then I would play live bass on track three. Then I would, then I would, if there needed to be a a guitar, that would be on track two. Yeah. So then what I would do, I would bounce those three tracks to track one. Oh, my goodness. So now all of the music is on one track. All of the Bass music. and guitar included. That's right. So, and it's kind of like you have to really have a, a great mix in here because once you bounce it to That's once, it. That's it. And then, then you, re- you re-record over those other tracks because you needed to do vocals. <laughs> Yo, this is insane.
0: <laughs> so, and you doing all this by yourself. All this by so myself. So hold on. Did you have people
1: come, like, artists coming in to record? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo. Like, who was the first one? The first one was, um, they're from Rocky Mountain, Lil' Alice and Penny.
0: I knew that's what you was going to say. So, when you got the task cam, Alice and Penny was the first people that came to record. That was the first, they was the very first,
1: first artist that I recorded.
0: Yo. Yo, that's crazy. So, where y'all living? where your mom and dad live now? hmm Yo, how old were you? I was um, I was fourteen. God, gosh! So at this time, you playing drums, bass, keys. You done seen all these people. You been in the room. You get the task cam, and Pennycom. That's right. You fourteen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How long? Like, how many artists did you record on the TASCAM? Can you remember?
1: I can't, but it was a lot. Yeah, it they came a, through. Yeah, it, it it was a lot because. Um. Uh, by that time, people was like impressed with like the sound.
0: Yes. So you had good sound quality on the task cam.
1: Yeah, and and <laughs> and and I, and and only and I didn't have like high high mics like high dollar yeah. mics like this. I had like a um like a PV a PV mic the switch. with the switch on it. So that was like my mic. I didn't have no preamp, and I oh. and I had like I would borrow a reverb unit. Yo, you. So you, it was baked in there. Yep. So yeah. So it's like that time I didn't know how to put it on an auxiliary or whatever. So I used to put it, just put it on the track. I used to record it on the track and just pray that I didn't have too much reverb on it. So did you ever have too much reverb on yeah, it? Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. So
0: you 14, you doing this. When do you go? Because it's a lot of places I want to go. Okay. Let me think about it. Cause it's a lot, y'all. He done done a lot. So 14 Task Cam. What comes next? Um, what comes next? Uh
1: is the um Next came the eight rolling eighteen twenty four okay, so how old were you when you got that? uh I think I was about uh 17, 18. all right
0: so between four, between the task cam and the eighteen twenty four as a musician, what's going on
1: um nothing had really you know what let me back up i think before it was the eighteen twenty four It was the ADAS (laughs) It was It was the ADAS Because the ADAS Was a Was a uh, It was a It may not make sense But it's what it was It was a Digital analog machine
0: No I remember I remember Because That's what you had The Southern Wonder stuff on Ain't it Yep Mm -hmm. It was like VHS What is it VHS VHS tapes Uh Yeah But it was digital It was digital Yo, that's... Y'all look at my wife like, what? It was a digital machine, but it was recorded to a VCR tape. Mm-hmm. Analog. Yo, yo. We don't know nothing but logic. That's what's crazy.
1: Yo. Yeah. So, you got that machine. How old were you when you got that machine? Um, uh, Actually, when I, I was 17. Okay. And that was the official... When uh, Ray Markable Studio was started. Okay, all right, that's where we need to go. All right, so how did it start, and what made you say, "Okay, we're gonna start a studio"? Okay, so so my first professional um, gig on the road, yeah, was Charles Johnson and the Revivers. Yeah, it wasn't Keith Wonderboy. Right, Charles Johnson and the Revivers. Yes, and that was as soon as I graduated. from high school. So
0: you graduate high school, dude, this is insane. You graduate high school.
1: How did you get the gig? Um Maurice Morgan. Shout out Uncle Maurice. Yep, Maurice Morgan. Maurice was um uh, Maurice had played for some of everybody Yeah. from Volunteers to Keynotes, all of that. And um uh, and Maurice is right from Wilson. Right. So, uh I never forget it. We did a um a concert. Mark Green did a Shout out to Mark. He did a concert at um his mother's church, Willing Workers. Yes. Another uh, iconic place in Rocky Mount. And every every year back then, he would do a Christmas, like a mm-hmm. Christmas thing with, with his family. And this particular time, um, he asked me to play. I was playing like ox. Yeah. I was playing ox on keyboard. And um and Maurice was there. Yeah. And uh, so Maurice he came up to me, he said Man, how old are you? I said, um, I'm 17. He said, you still in school? I said, yeah, this is my last year. I'm going to graduate. Yeah. He said, oh, okay. So, that's all he said. Yeah. But when I graduated, it's like, hey, man, uh-uh, our keyboard player just quit. That's crazy. He said, our keyboard player just quit. And you know, do you want to play on the road? And I'm saying like, huh? <laughs> Why are you even asking me? Right. Because I didn't have a desire to go to school. Yes. Because high school was like, you know, yeah. anyway. <laughs> you made it, though. I made it. <laughs> Where the shout music? I, I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> Yo! So I wasn't thinking about going to school. Yeah. And I told my mom, like, hey, don't waste no money sending me to school.
0: Yeah, that's that's very wise for you to tell her that. Yeah. Because I, I, she would have wasted that money.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I already owe for a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, so when I graduated and Maurice told me that that keyboard player quit, he said, can you come to Durham to audition mm. for the job? And now I have my own local group here. Yes, which is what we. Yes, we got. It. What was the name of that group? It was called Brother to Brother. Yeah, we got to talk about them. So yeah, go ahead, and then we will just go back. So um, so I was with Brother to Brother. Yeah, and uh, we had just put our little, you know, little <laughs> single. It wasn't a single because two songs ain't no single. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> we had put out our little, our little, our little whatever you want to call it. <laughs> And um uh, so and with me having an opportunity, I'm saying like I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, because you know, opportunities like this don't come around every day. So, I went to we went to audition. It was on a Tuesday. Mhm. Now, um when I got there, of course I was singing with brother the to brother too. I was singing and playing. Yeah. But when I got there, he asked me to, you know, sing. Uh huh. One of the first songs that we did was, I can't even walk without yeah. you holding my hand. So, I sung that. He said, "Well, what part? What part can you sing?" I said, "I can sing all of them." Mm. You know, and none of this, I wasn't being arrogant at all. Yeah, it's just, it's just true. You know. So when I, um, he said, um, okay, so we sung it, and the whole time. Like Charles is just like looking at my shoes. He looking at like how I play and stuff like that. And um, and after a while, he said, We don't need to do anything else. So Maurice was like, hey, let's go. You know? He was like, okay, so we're gonna leave. We're gonna be leaving <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> now this Tuesday, he said, we gonna be leaving Thursday. And I said, Well, what or what are the songs? He said, "Well, I'm I'm gonna go to the bus, and I'm gonna get you all the music that Charles ever recorded, and you gotta listen to it, <laughs> yo." So I'm like, I'm saying to myself, "Lord, I ain't gonna be able to get no sleep <laughs> from from trying to learn all this material." Yeah. So I get, I get I get back home. Hey, mom, I got I got the I got the leave. Oh, okay, where you going? Cause see, I've never been out like that. Yes. You know? Well, um, I got the job and um uh, so I got the schedule too. Uh-huh. So in that time, you know, Charles was doing um shows, free will offers. Yeah. But it was it was in different states every night yeah it wasn't just a a friday saturday sunday it was throughout the week yeah so when i left thursday i was gone 22 days never been from home i was spoiled my mom washed my clothes yeah and and all that so it was like i ain't know how to do none of that (laughs) so and during that time it was um um it was it was maurice morgan playing guitar yeah it was Tracy Pierce. Shout out Tracy, yeah. Uh, he was on bass. <clears throat> Daryl Richmond. Uh-huh. Daryl Richmond played bass. He was one of the Angelics. Yes. Because during that time, Bate wasn't singing that much. Yeah. So he was playing the drums. Mm-hmm. I was playing the keyboard. Yeah. And we was all singing. Everybody's song but Daryl. And that's because he drove the bus and played.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. So how did Brother to Brother feel
1: when you took that opportunity? Oh, they ain't like me. Interesting. What did they say? They 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 thought I they thought I um I left them hanging. Mm. Because um, you know, because of what we had built. And um so it was kind of one of those those moments that it was like, you know, um, you know, let me just try it. Yeah.
0: And you had so
1: you started Brother to Brother? I started Brother to Brother. Okay. Tell me that story how that happened well, um, I started brother to brother. I would always going um uh, to greenville mhm because my son my oldest yes. son he lives well you the oldest <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but marquis he was um he was um um you know he's from there. yes, so I was always in greenville mhm and my cousin um uh, my my the late great yes, Mondre Bond, he um he was there too. Yeah. So it was during that time they had another local group called the Gospel Crusaders. Him mm-hmm. and Terrence. And okay,
0: uh, they were in another group. They was in another
1: group. So because I was always up in um, Greenville, it was like, hey, why not just start a group? Yo, that's crazy. I didn't know you started the group. Yeah. So it was like, so we would come. Um, we were always me and Mondre. we always used to, you know, cut up and and go here and there. I would yeah, I would stay with him, take his mom's car, we would be riding, just burning out gas. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we just kind of just formed a, a, a new team yeah. and just named it brother the brother.
0: Yo, and how long were y'all singing before the opportunity with Charles came?
1: Oh, we were singing we were singing a lot. Yeah. You know, we were singing at all the all the choir anniversaries. <laughs> Yeah. We were singing on every local local program in Greenville. <laughs> yeah. You know, because then they had local programs every and week. Every weekend, yeah. You know, so it was like we was always uh, on the program.
0: And did you know you wanted to be like a professional musician on the road?
1: Oh, yeah. I knew that before Brother the Brother existed. That that was like my dream. Like yeah. you know, when you watching, um, when you watching Luther Barnes, yes, sir, um, with the choir and the sunsets, and then you watching like the late great Donald Barnes yes. playing and 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 all of those guys, you know, it's like I wanted to do that too. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to just be a church musician. Yes. You know, yes. I thank God for it because I've learned so much yes. about church. Yes, but I I wanted to do more than that. Yeah, you know. Um. So it's like uh, I, w- I always had the dream of being on stage. Yes, sir. Before a lot of people just playing. Yeah, you know, playing, you know, playing music. Yeah. So I, that's that's you know that was just like like a dream come true.
0: So when you got ready to have when you got ready to do the audition, did you hold like a group meeting to tell them? No.
1: What you how you do it? I just said, hey, I'm not going to be, you know... Um, I, I'm going with Charles Johnson and the Revivors.
0: They was pissed with you, man. Oh, they was
1: heated. They was heated. Yo. You know, and, and back then, you know, as a leader, it's like when you're, um, you know, when you're leading anything, it's hard for people to see the vision. Yes, sir. And I would always say let's do this and do that yeah and it's like I would get why we can't do it before I would get believing in me as a leader
0: and that's why you're that's before Charles comes along right so it makes deciding to go with Charles easier right cause had you been on a team where cause obviously you're thinking bigger than where y'all are right and you're trying to convince them or encourage them, y'all, let's try this, let's do that. Let's build it as big as we can and let's really do it. And right. they kind of like, nah, because this, 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 and that. Right. So then Charles come and you like, well.
1: <laughs> yep. Here we go.
0: Yo, I don't blame you though. Right. Because there, sometimes, not all people, but in our experience, there's a lot of extremely gifted people mm-hmm. with Small minds mm-hmm. That's just A spade Being a spade That's right And When you have Bigger dreams And goals And aspirations Sometimes you have to like Make a decision To like Do what's next That's right And it, it's going to Always be offensive To people who can't see
1: Right It's
0: right. going They they always gonna be like Man well what you gotta do that for well, What's wrong with what we doing right. A lot is wrong with what we doing If right. you don't
1: listen to me When I tell you it is That's right that's right so I'm out
0: of here that's it so then you get the gig are you producing artists while you're on the road before you start the studio
1: yep I was yo this is crazy mm-hmm.
0: so you still producing them out of your mom's house that's right so you're on the road with Charles you come home you record artists and you go back on the road and it's mm-hmm. that back and forth mm-hmm. so doing that what makes you decide okay it's time to open the studio
1: um uh, during that time, Maurice, we would take, I would take my four track out on the road. And Maurice was so, he always would talk about, hear me talking about, I don't have but four tracks. So what Maurice did was, Maurice went and bought an eight track Ooh. of the same kind of four track that I had.
0: Yes, just with four more tracks.
1: Right. So I was still doing um uh instruments in the keyboard. But now you got seven more tracks. Now I got seven more tracks.
0: <laughs> yes, Lord.
1: So I didn't have to bounce as much because I had more tracks. Yeah. So then what I would do is I would um we was recording stuff because our our tours was always long. And we would be out weeks at a time. Yeah. So during the week, if we had any days off, we need to have something to do. Yeah. Because for some reason, Charles always would pick the places where nothing was around. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and like in Kentucky and Tennessee, you know, you in the mountains and all you seeing is like hills and more hills and more hills and more hills (laughs) with nothing to do and you don't know anybody. Yeah. So, um, so we would take the eight-track out on the road. Yeah. In our downtime, we would be in the hotels just cutting tracks. Yeah. So um then eight tracks got it 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 got bad for us because that limited us. <laughs> so during this time, Maurice was <laughs> like, What what do we need to get? I said we need to get that, and that what what that was was two a It was two a But well, where did you see the a at? You know, back then we always used to get, and I still do it now. You know, back then it was like musicians, Free friends, magazine. magazines, magazines. <laughs> so I would always get the book, and I would always just be looking and saying. Oh, I wish I could get that. Yes, sir. you know, and um, uh, and so that's I would I would see it in the in the book. Yeah. So I I I told Maurice I said we need to get we need to get that, and we need to get this. And, the, and okay, what else we need? So I would tell them everything we need. We had a console in that time. They had an Elise's, uh bundle kind of thing just like they probably do yeah, now like they do now with, with their, software yeah. they had a bundle so Alesis had a had a uh had a console it was a 16 channel yeah. console and then they had the adas to go with it and how many tracks was on the adats each adat
0: had eight tracks so, so you got 16 adat tracks and then you run it through the console into the adat mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Interesting, and um, and and then you had to back then you had outboard gear, so it wasn't the such thing as plug-ins. plugins. Ain't no plugins. So you know you had to get you know your compressor units, your your reverb yes. units, and um, you know if, if you had to get Mike Priest, you know we didn't have a lot of money back then, so we so just used the board, we just pre's. used the board priest, you know, and and on top of the boards you have tape in, and you have to flip that channel when you want to hear, you got to flip it. And uh, so to play back through the board, yeah. So to play back through. Interesting.
0: So oh, see now I'm I'm learning. So y'all tracking into the board into the adat. Mm -hmm. So then you got to flip the buttons for the adats to To play play back back. through the board. Uh
1: huh. Yeah.
0: And so is that how you mixed two? Yeah. And then mixed it down and then put it back as a two track.
1: Absolutely. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. So back then, before because. Because when I started recording, the technology had gotten a little better. Yeah. So back then, we mixed to a a, a DAT tape. Okay. So, and, and that's called a digital audio tape. Okay. So, and technically speaking, it may be a digital audio tape, but it's still analog. It's still analog. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, it wasn't no, you know dragging it and fading it. No. You had to take that master fader. And when you want to fade out, you better make sure you slow and smooth yeah. to fade it out. And if and if somebody coughed or something, you got to find that spot. Wait till it get there and mute it and unmute it for the next part to come in. And
0: you had to do that. Like oh, yeah. I gotta Oh yeah, you got run to run the tape
1: back, look and then you are like, all right, I'm gonna catch it this time. Right. At this number at at one minute and twenty nine seconds, that's when I have to mute it. Yo, you was working hard, bro. Yeah, because I didn't have like all of the gates and stuff like yeah, that.
0: Because in right, because in most studios they have what we use—the gates and the compressors that we use now in plugins. Mm-hmm. They would have racks, racks. Of that. Mm-hmm. and y'all just had the ADATS, the DAT machine,
1: and the in the console and one reverb unit. Yo. Yep.
0: So y'all get the gear. Do you get the gear before you open the studio? Yep. So then y'all like, okay, where we gonna put the gear?
1: Yep. And you know we had to put it at? In the garage. (laughs) You know? So it was like, you know. You know, so that's just kind of like the upgrade of the studio. Yes.
0: So listen. Do you have to go to your mom and dad like, can we turn the garage into a studio?
1: I know. You just... What did we it, just we just went to work. Did y'all have to clean it out? Oh, want, want nothing in there. We cleaned what we needed to clean the space, the, the, the have the space to do what we y'all needed just to. Cleared the space. My dad had he had all kinds of stuff in there up on the counters and stuff, <laughs> and and I think I think one day he just said, "Well, I'm gonna build a cabinet." He built a cabinet, and put more junk in there, and it cut down on the studio space. Yeah. So I'm like, oh God, how we gonna do this here, yo? So it's like, and this was maybe like a 16 by 18. Yes. Studio, one room. One room. So, um, and and here we are. We got drums in the corner. You know, I remember, man. And and I'm telling you, man, I, I like, and it didn't have like no central heat and air. So it's like I had to, um. My dad put a gas a gas heater out there. Yeah, and and you know and and it had like the like the pilot on there. So, <laughs> and you and back then when I knew I had we had sessions, I would go to the gas station and get the propane tanks. Yes, so I can make sure we had heat during the winter. That's crazy, you know. And then during the summer, I had like we had like a, a, a air conditioner unit. Yeah, and. And we used, I used to get up in the morning, turn it on so it won't be so hot. Yeah. Because, you know, it's one room. So when it's time to record vocals, you got to turn, turn, turn it off. So <laughs> so I would try to get it nice and cold in there. Mm, it's feel good in here. And then, you know, but soon as you get finished recording them vocals, you better turn that thing back on. Because you're Yo. going to burn up. Yo,
0: this <laughs> is crazy. So you get the ADATs. You put them in there. Who's the first client? In the studio. Roy and the Sunset
1: Spirituals. Let's go. This <laughs> is bananas. From Wilson.
0: From Wilson. Yep. I know exactly who you're talking about. How in the world did you end up like? So how are you getting clients? Is it word of mouth?
1: It was word of mouth, but then Maurice was like the go getter. Oh, so y'all had like a partnership. Yep, it was partnership. So let me go back a little bit. Okay. So when I had my four track. Yeah. My dad was doing video. The name of his business was Special Effects of Video. Yeah. When I had the studio with my 4-track, I named it Special Effects Studio. Yeah. Now, when when Maurice came along, Maurice, we named the studio Ray Markable. That was R-A-Y-M-A-U-R-K-A-B-L-E. Yes, it was Ray and Maurice. Right. So that was like, so it's Ray and Maurice cable meant connection. Yes. Uh,
0: that's crazy.
1: <laughs> yep. So cable meant connection. So there we are, Ray Markable. Still. Yes. So um, you know, um, and then so Maurice was the go getter. He the one that would get the clients. Right. And most of the clients back then when we first started was coming from the Wilson area. Yes,
0: because that's where he was from.
1: Right. So it was Roy and the Sunset Spirituals came, and then we did Melinda Wallace. Yes, Lord. And I, I can't remember the name of her group back it, then. Um, but was it Jerusalem Singers yes, or something? Yeah. Yes. So it was Melinda Wallace, and then, um, and I don't know who, who was after that. So then after that, it just kept going. It just kept going. It just kept going.
0: And by the time y'all do, like, Melinda and stuff, how old were you?
1: I was about... I was about eighteen and nineteen, okay eighteen nineteen
0: mm-hmm. so and you still traveling with Charles? How long did you travel with charles
1: i I was with Charles for probably like a little little over two years, two years, so that means
0: you're probably like twenty mm-hmm. when you stop. Mm-hmm. How do you meet Keith?
1: I met Keith when I was with Brother the Brother, interesting, so you got to go back mhm let's go back okay so so when i was when I was with Brother the Brother. We were, Like I said, we would always be on the local shows, but then when they had big shows, we would always do the big shows as brother-to-brother. Brother. Yeah. This particular time, there was a label from Greenville that was um, that was signing a bunch of groups, and i never forget it. It was before Dietrich Haddon really got hot. Uh-huh. Dietrich Haddon, he did a show. It was outside of the Commons in Greenville. Uh-huh. And uh, brother the brother was on the show. Keith was on the show. Yeah. So back at, at that time it was Keith, Hezzy and Spanky. Mm-hmm. Was Mario in the group? Uh-huh. Mario's in the group. And that time Spanky and Keith would always switch up lead singing. Keith would go and jump, jump on the drums, or either Spanky would jump Wait on the
3: drums. Wait a minute.
0: Were the spiritual voices need they were the spiritual voices spanky would get the lead mic mm-hmm. and
1: keith would get on the drums he would get on the drums. so who was playing drums when keith was leading spanky
0: spanky played drums
1: no mm-hmm. well, spanky plays everything
0: yo this is we're talking about keith wonderboy johnson and spanky williams That's just for people i know y'all know but just to clarify
1: what yeah yeah, so, and so, because I was with Brother to Brother, now me and Spanky had already already done, connected the trade-off stuff we was, you know, worked on. Oh.
0: So, Because he was recording people, too. He was recording people, too. Okay.
1: Now, and the only thing that I had was Brother the Brother's record. We had a full-blown record that I had recorded on 4Track that we never put out. Like, we we've recorded records and never could put it out. Cause we we you know they didn't ever want to save no money to put it out, so it was just stuff sitting. Yeah. And uh and so when 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 Keith would come to town, um uh, I would always Keith would always ask me to play keyboard for the group. Okay. Okay. Because they 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 only travel with bass, keyboard, and drums. Yeah. So it was like they on the big shows Keith wanted a keyboard player. Yeah. So he would always ask me to sit in. I yeah. would sit in. Yeah. So so after, you know, my season was up with Charles. Yeah. We always connected with, you know, me, me and Keith and the guys, we always stay connected. So Keith was like, hey, whenever um whenever we have some big shows, we want you to play. Yeah. We want you to come out and play keyboard. I said, cool. Yeah. So um, so and the first big event that they had was Live in North Carolina. That was Creedmoor. Wait.
0: So the first big thing you did with them was a recording? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When they had on them Carolina Blue (laughs) Suits?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yep, the Carolina Blue Suits. No, 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 not not that one. That was Live in the Live. Okay. It was the one before that. So when they did High Behind the Mountain on there, so it it, it that, that so you did live and alive first? No, Car- oh wait,
0: <laughs> wait, no, no, I got to get my facts straight. Live and Cal- so live and alive was the Carolina Blue Suits. Yeah, but that wasn't the first video. See, that's where I'm getting. See, that's where you got to school me at. So, so the first recording y'all did was there a video with it?
1: It the first recording we did, the first recording that that Keith did was. Um, high behind the well, it was the high behind the mountain. Red. It was through the storm. Okay, I wasn't a part of the group. That was the studio record. That was studio. Where they record. had the heads. No yeah, the head. And... Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the art, the art, the the, the, the director on there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so after that, Keith did a video. Hmm. It's supposedly to be to that. Right. And it had high behind the mountain that was cut at Creedmoor. Yeah, so it was the same place we did Center Revival. Yes, but it was it was the first video that they did. Okay, and and during that time, matter of fact, during that time, uh, that was when Drake Tate was still singing with the um, wonderful harmonizers. Yes, Lord, they were so cold. Uh, they were smoking then, and uh, you had E Stewart, and uh, yeah. um, and you had. Um, you had some other people I can't remember it, um, but that live in North Carolina was the first um, big thing that I did. Did you rehearse? Nope. What?
0: <laughs> you did a lot. Wait, <laughs>
1: they were just like learning the through the storm album. They said, "They said here's a rehearsal." <laughs> that sounds right. That sounds accurate. And Keith sent me a rehearsal that that he taped. He said, "This is what we're gonna do," and it was just bass, guitar,
0: and drums on the rehearsal. On the rehearsal, well, at least you didn't have to learn no parts. You just make up your own. Okay, ain't no keyboard in it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the, the, but the but the thing that I had to learn was Hesey would always say, "Just follow me." Okay. So if he made a chord that was whatever the chord was, I had to figure it out to match what he was what he was yeah. playing. So. Um, so it was challenging because I never did a rehearsal with him, and it was like, okay, here's here's the rehearsal. I sent you the tape. You get it. So and so and so. And wait, wait. Mailed the tape. Mailed the tape. Yo,
0: yo, yo. Because we ain't ain't no Dropbox.
1: No, ain't no Dropbox. It ain't no WeTransfer. None of that.
0: Through the mail. Like it'll be there in two, three days.
1: I sent the up. I sent the. I sent the uh, through the post office, and you will get it in two days. Yo. It's a package. <laughs> Yo, the rehearsal tape came in the mail, and and Keith said, and I and I wrote the names of the songs and what key they in. Okay, oh, you know, cause it, and it had that flap with the lines, with on, the lines it. on it, <laughs> and 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 it had Keith, 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 you know, KJ SV, you know, rehearsal. Yeah. So I just got the tape, and I had to learn it on my own. Hey Keith, uh, when are we gonna practice? Oh, we gonna practice. You know, just listen to the tape. <laughs> so when they say let's go to Brooklyn, New York, that's it. Yo. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so we did. We did the, um, you know, did the video. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. Now I yeah. did the best I could. The mix was wrong, but. <laughs> so who mixed it? The church.
0: Oh, interesting. Because that that church had it was one of them like everybody's used to today how everybody have churches had the whole production suite. Mm-hmm. They had that back
1: then. They had cameras, that back then.
0: audio, they mm-hmm. could record. Mm-hmm. So he was like, This is a one-stop shop. You just come in, we're gonna cut, they're gonna, they're gonna mix and we're gonna put it
1: out. That's it. And no overdubs or nothing. God almighty knows. The only thing they overdubbed up there was vocals, and it didn't come out sweet nigga. Who overdubbed them? they they did, they did it at church. Everything was at the church. Mm-hmm. Cuz then they had cam <laughs> DA88s. Cuz at this time you're just Keith's keyboard
0: player. Absolutely. But you're not even really his keyboard player yet. No. You're just like, hey, right, this a big recording come play.
1: That's right. So
0: when did you officially get hired?
1: I got officially hired when um when I uh well, I was off the road from Charles. Yeah. And I was playing for my uncle's church. Okay. So uh, it was just one of those things that he just asked, Hey, you want you know you want you want a job because then at the time, it was Dewan Hezzy, and a guy named John playing the bass,
0: okay, so Spanky is not with Keith anymore.
1: Spanky oh. is not with Keith, okay, so that time, when he asked me to he asked me to play, he wanted to put Hezzy on bass because John had quit the group. Interesting. So hold on. I want to make sure I'm right.
0: It's a lot. So Spanky sung on Live and Alive, though, right? Would we'll yes, be right. That came after. That's what I'm confused
1: about. Okay, so continue, continue. Y'all, I'm in I'm in school right now. So so when I became when I came in the group, um it was it was it was John. It was it was John on bass. Because Mario wasn't there, yeah. So it was John, Dewan, Hezzy. He asked me to play, yeah. Now, actually, we cut live We cut live and alive before then. I actually was wasn't in the group then. I know that's close. when we cut live and alive. The Be Right record. I was just hey, I- we finna do another record. We finna do a live record, and you playing on the record. Was there a rehearsal for that? Nope. Jesus Y'all did be right with, They rehearsed though They rehearsed in New but, York But <laughs> You
0: didn't rehearse with them Hey
1: June man I'm sending this tape to you And uh It's gonna You know I'm gonna <laughs> do just like I did The last That's Keith used to call me June Yo June Um I, I put the keys In the In the tape Yo you did The be right album With no rehearsal No rehearsals. No rehearsal I was sitting in the living room With the cassette tape with my keyboard, just learning, just learning, just learning everything.
0: And you still weren't hired yet? I won't hire. So y'all cut Live and Alive, Spanky's on, and you just a keyboard player. Right. Does Live and Alive come out in this transition, or it don't come out until you get hired? It comes out. So it come out. Did B Right go crazy before you get
1: hired? It went bananas.
0: (laughs) Yo, that song was
1: smashing. It went bananas. And I was like, you know, I got the rehearsal... One, two, three. da the so I'm learning all that in the living room. So you know, when we get to the recording, it's like you listen to the tape. I said, okay. Okay, do we have a sound check to make sure? To make sure your keyboard is on. <laughs> Can you hear yourself? Like, you got enough keyboard in your monitor? <laughs> Yo. Yo, this is wild. <laughs> yep. And it was like, Keith, so we're doing um the song I Love You, June. I don't want I don't want Hezzy playing the beginning with no beat. I want that to be all you, and you ain't rehearsed. I haven't rehearsed, but on the rehearsal, Hezzy playing the chords. He so playing you know, the chords. That makes sense. But that song wasn't "Keep Song." That was uh, Cecil Washington. Back then, it was the Mighty Voices, Mighty Supreme Voices. And he was like, "I'm gonna cut one of their songs." He gonna cut the song because they was then they eventually called the Texas Boys. But they had cut that song. Cecil Washington had cut that song. So I kind of was familiar with that song. I love you. Mm,
0: That song is
1: sweet too. So, um, so it was like uh, June. I'm gonna say something. Then when I call you, I want you to play the intro. So we would always, we would always (laughs) after we cut the cut the record, we would always talk about keep. This is when Ty was in the group because we we would always talk about keep talking that song out there. He would say, "How about that, that Lord?" So we was like, and we was like, Keith, you meant how many out there love the Lord? Yes. So it was like, (laughs) so we would all, that was like our our joke. Joke, yeah. So it was like, uh, but when he said, when I call you, you hit the intro. So, uh, so it was kind of like, it was kind of like magic. Cause it was like, when he called me, I hit the intro with no rehearsals. Yo, that's crazy. So it was like, um, I mean, and and I was during that time, Spanky was still that guy for yes. Keith. Yes. Spanky still did yes. all the productions. And yes. he was very, uh, he was he played a very important part of the group yes. and the production. So so I was questioning, like, um, uh, Spanky, you playing keyboard too? He like, No, man. I, I just I'm just not gonna be standing on stage not doing nothing.
0: Oh yeah, because he milly nearly on the, the keyboard. The whole time,
1: so he he you know he he just wasn't gonna he, be standing up because he didn't.
0: wasn't used to not playing nothing right. at the time.
1: Right, right. Yo,
0: he definitely yo yo he
1: definitely had a keyboard that wasn't playing. <laughs> yep, he had an insonic. A, a, a I think it was an SQ something. I don't know, but it was an insonic. So I you know I was like I was like asking Spanky like. What are you gonna play? Cause I don't want to bump heads yeah. with 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 what I'm doing, you know, especially not having rehearsal. Yeah. So, you know, so he was like, um, oh man, he ain't got nothing to worry about. My keyboard ain't gonna be on. You know. <laughs> Yo! Yeah, so so man, like, so it was um that record was so magical, man. Yes, you know. It was so magical because it's just like, you know, the way the way it went because we didn't practice, but it's just like when we all hit that floor and said, "Yeah, you know, it was from crazy. Brooklyn, New you, York, you let's yeah, that's go." Crazy, you know, and uh, and it, and you know, and it's man, it's with that record, man, just so much that that went on mm-hmm. that was that was magical. Actually, a lot of people don't know, but the whole be right. Um, song Keith sung that over in the studio.
0: Wait a minute.
1: Why? Because he was hoarse, so he overdubbed the whole song. Mm-hmm. If you listen to it good, you can tell that Keith overdubbed his vocal over, and has he overdubbed his guitar over too? Because he his his guitar he changed his strings the the night of the the, uh, the day before the recording a idea. And, and 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 uh. So, his guitar was slipping. So, it was like, you know, we we cut B right in A. I think it sounded like he was playing maybe like in in between A and G, A flat, one yeah. of them. It, it was weird. Yeah. So, he had to recut his, his guitar over. Yeah.
0: Yo, and it was still a smash. That was on, what label was it on? It was on Worldwide. Worldwide. Yep. So, the album comes out. The song is a smash. And then that's when the group members kind of changed. And right. he like, now I want to hire you full time.
1: Yep. hmm Mario had left. Then that's when um John was playing a bass. And then when John left, he put Hezzy on bass. He put Hezzy on bass. So he then hired me. And then there was no keyboard player for full- I mean, no guitar player? No guitar player. It was just me, Hezzy, and DeWan. Yeah, and Keith.
0: Was, yeah, that 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 was crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. So hold on, I gotta go back
0: Because we gotta talk about The Quartet Legends album Okay Where was that
1: at? That was in the backyard No, but when? That came after uh, After uh, Live and Alive Okay
0: So I am right My timeline is right So y'all do the Be Right album How does the discussions come up For him to do the tribute album?
1: So During that time there would be um uh, there was uh Slim would do his anniversaries and he would do different nights, but it would be a, as a package. Okay. So during that time, me and Spanky always talked about doing something together. Okay. So what happened was it was it was it was the winter time, so Spanky said, I'm just gonna stay down. And we just gonna cut in the studio, y'all don't know what y'all gonna cut, no, not really,
0: but you' like yo we're going we've been saying we're gonna do something, we're gonna do something
1: right, so so Spanky stayed in Rocky Mountain, he stayed in Rocky Mountain, so he stayed at he stayed at my mom's house. what yep, he stayed at my moms which we was in the studio all the yes, whole time. that's
0: crazy, though,
1: so what we did, so on the way on the way from that weekend. Uh, um, Spanky said Let's do a tribute album So we said Okay Let's do it So he said we're gonna do a tribute to the Quartet Legends So the first three songs that we cut was uh, Waiting for My Child Um Tell me what
0: role. So did y'all do this? So the inspiration for the album came from Slim's anniversary. Right. So y'all seeing the groups, y'all hearing the songs. How many different nights was it? It was three. And there was a different set of groups each night? It was the what? same groups. Okay, the same groups each night. Mm-hmm.
1: And 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 uh and I I don't know how how the money was, but for some reason it was just one of those things that, you know, Spanky said, I'm just gonna stay here. You know, and it might have just been that next week it was back down south. So instead of going back up and coming back, you know, Spanky just said, well, let me just stay down here. And I think that's what it was. So Spanky stayed at the house and we would all get up in the morning and cut. And it was that album? It was that album. And um, was it just you and him? It was me and him at first and Maurice because Maurice played guitar on the record. (laughs) Right. Because this is Ray
0: Markable Studio. This the two ADATs in the... The console? Uh-huh. Wait. Did you have any more gear? Nope. Yo, yo, this is crazy. Y'all cut tribute to the Quartet Legends with the two ADATs, the DAT machine, and the 16-channel Elises.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we got, then we kind of, well, we did kind of step it up a little bit. <laughs> what y'all get? We had, We had <laughs> got, like, a bunch of SM57 mics. <laughs> okay. So we probably had, like, i had like um i had like four i had like four um fifty sevens on drums, and then then I had like three three fifty sevens we used for vocals wait, the lead vocal too mm- mm-hmm. yo,
0: yo, you cut that whole album with s and fifty sevens that's it, that's it, at least the kick drum mic like was different mm wait fifty seven how did y-
1: did y'all get a deal like on a set of 57s or something? No, I think we just, I don't know. I i guess. So did just, you do any research or you just was like. We just, we just got it. We just knew if it was sure. We sweet. Yeah. Like, like. These.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it's sure it's sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what we did. So that, so that was like the new piece to, to, to what we had then before we did that record
0: so then y'all do that album that one was a good another good one
1: yep yep. we do that we do that record and then after we do that record (coughs) um and we 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 rolled a good little minute after that record and then because you got b right smash then you got
0: tribute to the quartet legends which was an amazing album because it's right it's paying homage to all the groups all the songs already hits y'all just recorded they hits
1: they hits yep that's it
0: yep yeah, so I, of course y'all working. Oh yeah. So now you a member. I'm a member. So Spanky does tribute to the quartet legends, which y'all, and then shortly after is
1: not in the group anymore. Right, right. And and that was that was a that hurt me because I learned so much from Spanky doing studio stuff yes, and in production because he's a beast. Oh, absolutely. God, like he's a monster. Yes, and he know like that R and B
0: stuff too. Right. So, oh, now now I gotta ask you a produ- a production
1: question. What was it like watching him cut vocals? Man, it, it was it was like it was like amazing because Spanky he could do so much with his voice. Yeah. And even like when he would do like real real high stuff, he would always give me his secrets on how to let the mic work for you. Yeah. You know, you don't have to sing hard, but if you can hit the note, you let the mic work. Yeah. You know, you 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 sing false with volume. Yeah. And it'll feel natural. Yes. You know, so stuff like that, it's like that I, I I I use today. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes I have to be the top singer. Yeah. But I may can't I can't hit it natural. Mm-hmm. But I'll fake you out. You know? <laughs> yeah. But um, but but with that, it's just like I learned so much production-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, he had the R and B. Um, swag And he knew it So it's like I applied it to Yeah So to, to what we did Because that's what Made Keith so different Because he had that That R&B Kind of approach Yes And I, I
0: feel I feel like from, from the outside Looking in Keith was The Beginning of Contemporary quartet mm-hmm. Like he was the first person That wasn't just Straight down the middle Right Right and so it's interesting to hear the story behind that. Yeah. So you and Spanky produced the Legends album together. Yep. We did it together. hmm That's crazy. And you and Maurice and Spanky did all the music. We did all the music. We did all the music.
1: Dang it. Yep.
0: Were you using like metronomes and stuff? No. Wait. So what y'all do? Play bass and drums at the same time? At then? the same time. And then... <laughs>
1: Yep. So then you just like do a long count or something? Yeah. We do a long count. One, two. Yeah. Yeah. What? Because back then it click tracks wasn't like hot back then. Yes. You know? And uh, and then I didn't I, I wasn't too up on like putting putting just a regular metronome down. Yeah. But for one, because in order to do that, you had to waste a track. <laughs> you ain't finna waste no track. Oh, no. We ain't, no, no, you better have a good time. <laughs> Yo. You know, you better have a good time. Yeah. So, um, so it was kind of like, I think it was like two songs that I used my keyboard. That was Peace in the Valley because Spanky programmed the drums. So, of course, that was metronome. Yeah. But we didn't have to. Lay no metronome because so Spanky
0: programmed drums on your keyboard
1: mm-hmm, on my X3. Yep he 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 programmed on my X3 and and um yep yeah, it was Peace in the Valley, and man uh, and I think it was another song but I can't I can't, uh uh the last move yes uh yep the last move he programmed he programmed those two.
0: How long did it take y'all to finish that album?
1: We did that a whole week. Wait. Yep, I've seen you do it before, so I know it's possible. But y'all did the whole album in a week. In a week, yep. When did Keith come? He came that weekend before we left to go and sing.
0: So y'all were home on Monday. hmm Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday.
1: Right. Yep. And 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 uh and I worked, you know, because back then, of course, being at my back of my mom's house you know, everybody that came to record, they would spend time in the house, more so in the studio. Yes. Because they would be in there eating.
0: Yes, because your mama be cooking that good food.
1: Yeah, so Spanky, you know, it's different ball game because, you know, northern people cook different than, than southern, southern people. people. He like, so, this food good. So, yeah, he would. And back then, because it was snowing and stuff, you know, back then they would shut schools down and everything. Yes. So people would be at home. So mama would go and, um, you know, she knew Spanky was there. She was cooking breakfast every morning.
0: Oh, so y'all waking up, eating, going to the studio, mm-hmm. going there and go to lunch. I've
1: seen it. Yep. Go back work. Go back work.
0: Yep. <laughs> and y'all work. I'm sure y'all worked all day, every day. Uh, and then mm-hmm. finished the, the album was finished before y'all went
1: on the road mm-hmm. that weekend? Yep, it was. Yep. And then we did, um, and then Keith, because Keith and Spanky got into a little tassel with what what songs Keith wanted to sing because they it was coming out so good Spanky was gonna he was gonna sing the whole song then he was like man I'm gonna save this for Baldy man so, <laughs> he call him Baldy yeah so yeah so so Baldy can sing this song I ain't you know I ain't gonna I'm, that's Baldy that's Baldy <laughs> song yeah so you know so and so like I said when Keith came in he did his songs yeah and then uh, we needed we needed one song we needed uh, i think we needed one or two <clears throat> songs to add to the record to make it you know to 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 complete the record mm mm-hmm. like I think we had like ten songs or or whatever, and then that's when we did stretching out, which was uh that song was 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 written by Harold Turntine and his brothers, okay you know so um so we did that song, and it was another song that um that that we did. I can't. I can't remember. I I think it was. Uh, I I don't want to say Yeah, don't, don't say remember. it. Don't say it. You don't, yeah. yeah. I don't right, we'll look at the track. List yeah. Later.
0: So then y'all do that album. So, Did Cinder Revival come next?
1: Cinder Revival came next. No. The collection video. video. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so who said let's do it live? Carrie did.
1: Interesting.
0: Carrie Okay, let's talk about that. So y'all didn't even talk to Kerry about doing a tribute to the Quartet Legends. No, y'all just brought did. him an album.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, we just got here's an album, right? And he like, was he like, did he like it, or did y'all have to sell him on it?
1: Whether Kerry liked it or not, <laughs> Keith was hot, so hot that it was just he knew that he had content. Yeah, so he didn't care whether it bombed or what. <laughs> he knew that Keith was hot. They have a record. That I don't have to wait on, so let's put it out. Yeah, because y'all just brought him a finished album, right? And and live and uh, live and alive was still doing good because B. Right was like crazy, right? And so I, y'all
0: so y'all put out the album, so then Carrie's like, you got to do a
1: video, right? Because people want to see us. Yes. You know, they wanted they wanted to see us. You know, we, we we hardly ever wore suits, so we're gonna come out there with a shirt and pants and <laughs> yeah. stuff like this. So Where did y'all cut that at? We cut that at the river in yeah. Raleigh at the time, Bishop Cheryl and um yeah. Joby and Cheryl Brady. So by
0: the time this is interesting, by the time it's time to cut the video, Spanky's not in the group.
1: He's not in the group.
0: Was it a when they when it was a, was it a crazy split? Was it like bad
1: or was it like? It was bad. Dang. It it was it was bad at that time. Yeah. You know, and again, I I hated it because yeah. Here again, I'm I'm in the group. I'm new to the group. Yeah. Me and Spanky gonna be busting these productions yeah. up. You know, so it's like you excited. Yeah. So it's like, and he gone. So now.
0: It's time to do the collection video. Hold on. It's hey, so much, y'all. Hold on, because I'm in student <laughs> mode. How do y'all hire Uncle Tyrone? Or was it did, was it the same thing as you? Like, we need you to play guitar on this thing. He won't hire, right?
1: No, he wasn't hired. He wasn't. He wasn't. Let me see. He wasn't hired. He wasn't hired. He wasn't hired until after we recorded. Like, as soon as we hit the last note, he was high. So you just was like, I need you to come do this session. I said, I asked, um, I told Keith, I said, we gotta have a guitar player. Right. We can't do a recording. Where was Maurice? Maurice was I think he was still with Charles. Okay. He was still with Charles. And you were like, We cannot do the collection video without a guitar player because his right. guitar all over the studio version. Right. Right, and, and and so I said, I have a guitar player. Now, you know, you know, Keith was kind of like easy, sweet June, because at this point he's having to trust
0: you because you're having to, you are automatically taking over Spanky's role, right? So you become the producer by default of the collection video, right? Just because it's like okay, ain't no I'm the one that know the most about cutting the record out of everybody.
1: Right. So and, and then our music was more aggressive because I was playing keyboard. So it was keyboard driven because we didn't have a guitar player. Yeah. You know. So I you know, it wasn't like when Keith, when Keith Holler squalling, you got somebody back there doing a solo. <laughs> you know. So yeah. it wasn't that, but for this recording, that's what we needed. Yeah. So I told Keith, I said, I got a guitar player. I just got to get in touch with him. Wow! And while I was with Brother the Brother, I always remembered Tyrone <laughs> with your grandfather's group. Yes, the U- Unity ass. The Unity Airs. So, and what I was blown away because when t- when it was time for Tyrone to solo, he would solo to mess up the guitar, and he would put it behind his head and play. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And like he was he was <laughs> spitting fire behind his head. Yes. So it was like I always knew Tyrone yes. had something special. Yes. You know because don't just anybody just don't play like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it was like when I was with brother brother we we always fellowship with each other. Yeah. You know, be with his on his anniversary. <clears throat> but um I always remember him. Yeah. So I called Tyrone I said, I said, Ty. I said, hey man, we finna do a recording. I need a to guitar to player. I said, now the guys don't think you can play. I said, but you know, I need you to come. Yeah. So we actually did, we actually had probably one rehearsal.
0: Okay, we coming up.
1: Yeah. Finally. <laughs> we finally. finally. And 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 <laughs> Probably we only we probably had that, that one rehearsal because they wanted to see if he could play. If he could play. Okay, so after he played, what keep say? He said, he said, man, um, where your box at? <laughs> distortion. He would call the box d- d- a distortion. And he said, Okay, well e- every time I holler and I point to your box, give me a solo. And, and you already know he finna smash these I'm, solos. I'm back here. I'm like, why y'all even doing this? Yeah, cause I I know they didn't trust me. Yeah. So we plan every time Keith holler and he pointed at that box, <laughs> Ty would kill a solo, and and Keith would be like, do that again. And Ty could never do the same, the same <laughs> solo again right. because that's just right. So every time we did a, we did a, so we did. I thank you. Yeah. At the end, you know, they'd be like, yeah. "That's enough." Hazzy, that's Hazzy. enough. So we would do. Uh, we did. I thank you because that's a guitar song. Yes. So when we got to the end of that song and broke it, and Ty kept doing different <laughs> solos. He was like, okay, he played. <laughs> right. So we did a collection video. We had a we had a, a a great night. Yeah. Then that was the night Tyrone got hired. Wow. So here we are. I feel complete because now we have a guitar player. Yes. Yes. And so that's when it was Keith, myself, Hezzy. The one and time That's the crew That's the Cinder Revival crew Oh yeah
0: Golly Yeah So How long were y'all traveling No You have to tell No We have to go back to the collection video
1: Because you have to tell the drum overdub story Well And it wasn't the one fault Right It was (laughs) (laughs) So we cut that We cut that video Yes And Um I went to the back And I said Hey How everything come out <laughs> Oh man I couldn't get the ass To record I said what Because Back then You have to Either format the tapes To record Or you can format And record So Because it wasn't formatted They didn't know that you can Format and record So when they just hit Record It, it wouldn't, wouldn't record. record So Just so happened They was doing a on the fly mix On a DAT So what I had to do was Take the DAT machine I had to take the DAT audio And transfer that To ADAs. Was it multi-track? Nope
0: Wait. Yo, you yo, you overdubbed to a two-track?
1: Overdubbed to a two-track. <laughs>
0: yo, yo, this is wild. Wait, but right. Keith's leave is just loud enough. It's just loud enough. Did you like EQ or something? I tried to. So you took like the bottom and stuff out of the I, two
1: track? Right. <laughs> Yo. So, so when and of course we still we had to do overdubs anyway. Anyway. So, but I couldn't take out the overdubs from that night. So everything that night was already added. It was in there. So I had to add to it and just like keep would say, mash it together. Make it sound decent. So I had to play drums all over.
0: (laughs) And the crazy thing is. I couldn't tell till later on, like when you told me that you played it exactly like the mm-hmm. one. So you, if you're not paying attention, I did not know. I didn't know that's why you had to do that.
1: Yeah. Yep. So I had to play. I had to play everything over. Tyrone had to come in and play his guitar over too. Because it's just a two track. It's
0: just two track. What? Now I'm like, why didn't somebody just stop the session and say we so, ain't recording, right?
1: I I don't know. Yo.
0: Yo. Yeah. So at this point, is this your first time like going back there, like checking on stuff?
1: I didn't because I thought that they had it because. So
0: you just going back there like, all right, this was a good night. How was it? Yeah. And they like. (laughs)
1: Like you talking about like hurt. Like I was so hurt. So and I didn't tell Keith until the next day. So he, you had to let that sit. I had uh, I had to I had to believe the unbelievable. <laughs> so it was like when I told Keith, I said, "Man, Keith, they didn't, they didn't get no multitrack, so all they got was a dad." They said, oh, "Okay." So he didn't really understand what I was saying. <laughs> I said, "No, Keith, I can't mix that." I said, we either have to add to it or recut the video over. He said, okay. So, so the next day uh, was our last show. He said, June, I need you to bail me out of this. Wow. I said, okay. So that's when I took that whole week and I played everything over. Oh my God. I told Tyrone, I said, Ty. Man, you gotta come back and play guitar, man. I said, I I'll play the bass. I said, I'll play it just like his. So it, since it's video, it's gonna look like everybody's doing that. It part. really does.
0: Like if you don't know no better, you don't know that that happened.
1: Yeah, and 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 it was and it was it was easy because what we did was what we did every night. Yes. So you so just playing
0: the show, but just, recording it. Right. And right. you memorize everybody' part because you hear it
1: all a- the time. Exactly how they do You know exactly it. how everybody going to play everything. Right. Yeah. So, so we, so I, so the end of the week when we go out again, I, I give it a kick. I say, Hey man, I just bet, you know, I, I tried,
0: man. <laughs> so that's where you develop. So, cause I heard you say this two times. Cause I seen when we did Refuge that you did that in a week too. Yeah. The fact that you can start on a Monday and then, like, Sunday be like, all right, we finished. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy, yeah. dog. Yeah. So y'all do that. The, and then how... When does send the Revival... When do y'all decide, okay, it's time for another
1: record? Uh, I, I, I'm not sure how that went on. I think it's kind of one of those other things. Well, because Keith's cause Keith mindset was every year do a record okay you know that's a
0: very people should do that now to be honest
1: yeah and and i think i think he got that from luther i think he got that from luther ball interesting you know it was like every year come out with something new
0: yeah because then because y'all working right and the thing about Quartet is a lot of stuff is annual right and your show is going to be repetitive if you're not putting out new material right Right, you got to add one or two new songs every time you go around because it's gonna be the same people.
1: Right, and then radio was the industry wasn't wasn't like it is now.
0: Yes, it was more accepting of Cortez radio right. and all.
1: Right, right. Yeah, which is why B Right was smacking. Yeah, so it's like whatever we did, Center Revival
0: was smacking too. Right.
1: Where did that song come from? Center Revival. That's um, Center Revival came from um, Hezzy's well, Hezzy's family. Wow! Yeah, he had he. Had, I think it's his uncles from South Carolina. They did that song.
0: And what about the guitar intro?
1: <laughs> that that's something Ty came up with. That's ridiculous. Because Keith specifically said, "I want you to start this song off, Ty." He he specifically said that. He said, "I want you to start this song off, Ty."
0: And so then he had to come up with what he was going to do.
1: Right, because when we did Center Revival, it was just me. And, it was just me. And, um, me and Keith. When we did Center Revival And so, then
0: Uncle Tyrone Played guitar
1: Right So that's how It's just y'all three it's, He wasn't there When we when we first cut the record Keith won't No Ty Oh Cause Ty was still working He had a job During he had the a week job During the week Yep So hold on You cut Hold
0: on So y'all cut Center Revival With nothing in the beginning Right Wait So it's just the drum thing And then he come in you like This is where the intro at Mm-hmm. So you had to have a metronome or something then. Yeah, I then. did. Yep. How many tracks you
1: cutting now? Still 16? I think I cut, I had 32 then. Okay. So what'd you do? Just buy another ADAT? I bought I bought two more ADATs. Ooh, we it. Yeah, what kind of tracks. console was it? It was a, a Mackie. The one that you had until you yep. switched over? Uh-huh. Yo, this is yep. interesting. It was a Mackie 32 by eight. So you
0: can do whatever you want now, cause 32 is almost unlimited for real. Right.
1: right. <laughs> cause you ain't finna use you ain't, 32 tracks. You ain't got the bounce, none of that. <laughs> Yo. Yep. Yo. Yep.
0: So you cut the record, but the intro is empty. Yeah. And then he just come in and
1: that's what. Yep. And then so he said, Let's go to the country. I'm on a drunk. Because actually. But bah,
0: da, 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 do, do, that was there, mm-hmm. but and so he just had to fill in the beginning,
1: right? No, the whole song. The whole song was recorded without guitar. Yeah, because when we cut that song, when we cut the song, it was just me and Keith. Right. So it was it was me and Keith. I think I played. Uh, I think I played bass first with the click track and, Keith, and keep
0: singing. And keep singing. I've seen
1: you do that too. Yeah. Because one thing that Keith was very good with, Keith could lead least sing a song with without everything else being there. Yeah, he's so he sung like a demo for you. He's he's actually what Keith did, what you was heard. That's now, not what he did with the bass. That's what he did with the bass. No! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah, that's what he did with the,
0: the ba- final lead vocal to send the revival was cut with just bass and a metronome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yo, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And then and then we went back. That's why our background, me and Keith's background, always felt good because we could vibe off Keith's lead vocal. Yes. And Keith just had an imagination that was so awesome that he could lead a song. Even not having background vocals or even a bunch of music. He just he just could do that. He would always say, Well, you know, I I don't need all that to do my part. You know? And he and Keith would come in, especially when he was rushing. He would come in, he would do his lead vocal, and I would probably do like the bass with a click track. And then Keith would always go ahead and sing the bottom note. And then leave. And then leave. Yep. And then I would come in. And and I would do, you know, everything else, and say here, keep it the song. <laughs> yep. Yo. Mm-hmm. And and then and even with Center Revival, the Center Revival record, um, you know, a lot of I, I tell the stories all the time because some of that record was cut in the motel. Yes. Yes. Tell that story. So, we did about five songs. Hmm. Center of Revival was included, one of them. Then we needed some more songs to complete the record. Mm-hmm. Well, that time we was on tour, so we was out. We stayed out in Texas mm-hmm. for that whole week because mm-hmm. that following week we had to, you know, we we had to come back out that way. So we just stayed in Texas. Yeah. So uh, during that time, Kerry had a, a 1880
3: mm. machine,
1: and he said, Man, "Did you know anything about it?" No, because that's what Spanky was using. So I, I was just used to the A So that was a new a new thing because that was a hard disc recorder. Oh yeah, we get we stepping it up now. Yeah. So so when we got there, um, uh, you know, got to got to Texas, I had to learn how to work the machine. So Carrie owned, and he was just like, here. Yep. He was like, hey, y'all just take that and do whatever y'all need to do in the, in, in, the, in the hotel. So. Of course, we we, did, we couldn't cut drum, live drums in there. So we was using the bathroom for, that was, I, it was, was kind of crazy because we was using the bathroom as a sound booth, not knowing that the towels in the bathroom going to make the stuff bounce everywhere. So I don't know what we was thinking. So you just laid, you had a keyboard. I had a keyboard. you just
0: laid like a little metronome or a click or something right. Mm-hmm. Did that? He was like, I cut drums when we get home. Get home, yep. So final vocals were cut in the bathroom mm-hmm. for Center Revival, right? Some of the stuff we listened to. What
1: songs was cut in the bathroom so I could go back and listen? Uh, Heaven in View. Okay. got heaven yes. in my view. That song. Um, come out here, come. Yes, here. that was that was done in there, um, and we did um. I wanna thank you that's one of my
0: favorite songs in the whole world
1: yep that that was done there and um and it was it was it was another song i i, I once, if i see the list i yeah. can tell you but um so some of those so when we did those songs, I just when we got back I just dumped it in to the a and just cut drums and whatever else we needed yeah. to it and um and there we go you know that's that album went crazy too. That was a good record. That was a that was a really good record. It was fun. And then um um and then after that there came the video. Yeah, Creedmoor. Back in Creedmoor. Yeah, we took we went back to Creedmoor and they had they had because I knew how the first video came out, I said, We ain't doing bad English. We ain't doing <laughs> overdubs here they not they not gonna mix it as soon as we finish cutting this record give me those tapes Yes. i, I didn't have a cam yeah. 88 yeah. da 88 i said but i'm gonna find a way to transfer to as
0: how did you transfer it
1: there was a studio in Hamilton called the Music Box. He yeah, recorded, that's Ted, right? That's Ted. <laughs> he recorded on, um, then he recorded on, on um, Task Cam DA88. Yeah. So I just took the tapes there. He tra- I bought my 8S, we transferred it, and um, and I bought So it you back. had to transfer in real time? In real time. Just like let it play through. Just let it play through. And because you have to have, with those machines, each machine is eight tracks. And if you got four machines, you have to have a tape for each um Machi- for each machine, but you have to have maybe one, two, or three sets of fours because you can't get about yeah, yeah. 40, 45 minutes on on a tape. Yo. So because that record was was a lot it was like 12 or 13 songs I had three sets of tapes yeah so three sets of fours so it was a lot of tape you know that's
0: insane
1: and you know and we don't have to worry about that now because we got hard drive. oh yeah oh yeah we got hard drives they you know will... yeah so and, and that's the and, and that's another thing that that technology technology has changed for us recording because back then you know people say I want my masters they would have to pay me for tape yeah <laughs> So if you got if if you got twelve songs and, and and you using up three sets of fours, you gotta pay me for all. And that's the, see,
0: and that's the thing that people don't understand. Like the value in masters was different then because it was something in somebody's hand that only right. one person could own. Right. So it's like literally in a vault, you go in there, there's a tape. Here's your masters. Right. And labels most time own that. Own that. So artists gotta pay. Yep. per tape, now it's a uh, wave
1: file. Right. Yep.
0: Yo, ain't that crazy?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And I still got the master to that. <laughs> have you pulled them up? I have. Have been. you ever thought about... D- yo. I pulled it up one time. Yo. You may should
0: remix it and like re-release it or something, yo. Uh,
1: no. I don't fight fair now. <laughs> so... So you know, I, I I stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but um, but it will. I actually, I did grab the masters because one of the songs we didn't we didn't release on that record. It was called "Can't You See God Working." <sighs> we recorded it on that record, but we didn't release it on the Center Revival record. But what we did was, um, Keith put out. I think it's on his Keep Pushing record. We uh, we re, re released that song, but yes. what I did was, I um, I dumped his lead vocal from the Adas wow. and re recorded everything in in that, the computer. Re, yeah, for that record. God. So man. if you hear "Can't You See God Working," Keith had cut that. We had cut that one during we did the center-, center Revival record. Yep, and and I just I didn't. He didn't have to recut it because I was able to pull his vocal. And, you know, and of course, you know, with tape saturation, it messed with the time. Yeah. So I had to, I had to fit it to what we was yeah. doing, you know? So you had to like move it over in some yeah. spots and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yep. So, but if, if listening to his vocal, his vocal is so awesome because it sounds so warm. That's because it was done. Yeah. On the
0: t- on, on the tape. Yeah. Yo, that's
1: crazy. Yeah. So, um so you know that that's you know I, I thought about it but you know it's a lot of work and yeah. trying to you know trying to get those uh, yes you know yes. Get, it, get it right but it, you know we did some incred- incredible stuff you yeah. know and then just spot noting and Keith you know I, I'm glad that we was able to be a part of the last body of work that yes. he, he's ever done you know i mean even you know with um being away from his productions for so long yes. you know I'm, i i'm glad that i can say that we was we was a part yes. of his last work that he yeah, that he man. did before he passed yeah that's real you know that's and uh, so and that was incredible because when he came in the studio you know we laughed because he was trying to sing the song i think maybe he just woke up or he ate something and had to burp or something but yeah. it was crazy yeah. but it was good because just hearing that that you know what we did yeah was incredible and it's something that yeah. we can say that hey yeah. we was a part of yeah. you know shout out to Keith man yeah.
0: that tore us up yeah that yeah. was tough but what if you had to say one thing what would you say the biggest lesson you learned with Keith?
1: Um, the biggest lesson that I learned, man, and and this is you know, uh, this is real real talk. Um, that value every moment. Yes, sir. And um, and true friends are gonna have bumps in the road, yes, sir. because that's what make y'all true. Yes and and what makes your friendship stronger is knowing that you're going to have bumps in the road but you able you're able to overcome those bumps in the road. Yeah. And um and I and I and I'm glad that me and Keith was good. Yeah. So our history um kept us loving each other. Yes sir. You know, instead of because we had a bump in the road, we saying that, "Hey, man, I ain't speaking to you, Yeah. or I don't want to have nothing to do with you." Because seasons change, yes, sir. I know when it came down to to us doing production together, I knew that you know, yeah, it, you know, my time may not be that time, yeah, you know. But at the end of the day, I can cherish those moments to the point that I can say, you know. I mean brothers gonna fuss and fight. Yeah, they are. You know. And uh but at the end of the day, you know, when you look at it all, you know, life life is precious and when you look at things that you've done together, then you can appreciate the friendship that y'all have. Yes. So Absolutely. it it you know, being with Keith and, and and being apart, it really taught me to um to take every moment serious. Yes, sir. And not let the little things uh, or the issues keep you from saying that's still my brother. Yeah, man. You know because you know wrong or right is some things that, you know, we just don't, we just gonna be wrong about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um and and you know no one's perfect, but at the end of the day, you know when you can look back and say, hey, you know we did, we was awesome together. Yeah, man. So just because. Y'all made history. Yeah, and just because. I, he didn't tie his shoe the way I want him to tie his shoe. That ain't a reason why I walk around and don't speak to you. Yes, sir. You know, or I see you at a friend of our funeral and, and we're not speaking because of what? Yeah. No, life is too precious. Yeah. So, you know, I have I had I I learned that to cherish every moment. Yeah. And um and even when I'm wrong or or just right right the wrong. You know, because you know we can be here today and gone today.
2: Yes, yes. You know?
1: And I don't want to to leave or or no, be mad with my brother he leave unexpected, and then I'm saying I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it right. I didn't have a chance to get it right. You know. So any moment that I could, you know, get it right. You know, I'm, I try my best to. You know, and sometimes we may not know how to do it. Yeah. But it's just you know. Having that time to do it, and hey, you know, like they say, forgiveness is 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 for for us too. Yeah, you know, so more for us than the other person. For yeah, man. yeah. So, so I, 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 you know, I learned. You know, that's the biggest lesson that I that I that I learned from Keith. Yeah. Not knowing that I would learn it in this season. Yes, and you know that that it would take him to leave for me to get it. Yeah, but I'm glad that I we was able to get it. Absolutely, get it right before, you know he yeah. he left because it could, it could have been me. Yeah, facts. you know so. Facts.
0: Yeah,
2: that's good stuff, man.
0: Yeah. So all right, y'all, we'll be right back. What up, y'all? We back. We had to take a little bathroom break, little key. I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but now now that we we talked about Keith, and I want to ask you something that I don't know. I've seen a lot of it, but I want to know. Was when you got with keith and when like those albums came out is was that the start of you starting to um like produce artists that wasn't local
1: uh yeah yeah it 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 definitely set another um level of um people because uh by me doing the keith records It really, like, you know, people, like, wanted that sound. Okay.
0: Because now your sound is heard nationally. Right. Where it's just, like, Rocky Mountain, Wilson, Greenville. Now it's, like, everywhere. Right. Because Keith's music is being heard everywhere on the radio. Right. So do people start to come to you, like, how did you start to get clients from that?
1: Well, they was always, um, you know... They you know back then people always read the covers and look at the credits and they was always wondering like what studio y'all cut in. Uh-huh. You know, and um and then when they found out that I had a studio, then they start researching other records that I've done. Yeah. So and before they start when they start researching other records they noticed that their other records didn't sound like Keith. Ooh. So it was like, you know, it was John Doe and, and the and the, you know, yeah. never had a gospel singers. Yeah. They had their own sound. Yeah. And it's like I didn't make them sound like Keith. Wow. You know, and and that was um, you know, that was my goal, is to not have whoever that I t- touched or produced to sound like what we were doing. Yes. You know, um, and and I would have my my uh, moments with groups and they would say, Yeah, just like y'all do it. No, we don't need a just like yeah. we do it. You know, we need the world needs to know who you are. Yes. And yes. if you don't know who you are, let me help you find out who yes. you are. Through, through production, so yes. a lot of people was researching things that I've done, and when they, when like I say, when they was researching it, they was noticing that everybody had their own sound. Yeah, they had the sound. Yeah, but they was, they was who they are.
0: Yes, and who was like, what was the first group that you produced that would be considered professional outside of Keith?
1: Oh man, um. When I'm asked that question, I always shoot a blank.
0: Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you one album that I remember. I don't know what they would be considered, but I remember cut, y'all cutting that Jackson Sisters record that never came out. That yeah. jo- was so
1: good. Yeah that that was uh yeah that was it that was, was a great so record. Oh good man. That was a great record. Yo. That was a great record. That was. It really was. Yo. It was. I
0: hate that that never came out, man. Yeah. That was good. I remember because I was there in those days. The crazy thing is, I'm going to take you back. I remember coming to the garage with the Southern Wonders.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And that's
0: when I would see, I'm like, because that's when I realized it's like, I think this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like when I would
1: see you, like run to the yeah, corner and yeah. throw the headphones out, I'm like, yeah. this is interesting. Because I didn't have a remote control. So it was yes. like, I had to go and run and hit play <laughs> or record and then count the song off because I didn't have a band. So it was like, yeah. Hey,
0: yeah. 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 So you do all that, you get to Keith. People are, so you're, after Keith's albums come out, you're sought after mm-hmm. and you start doing what you do. Did you do any more big records in the garage before
1: you moved? Uh, I think I did, but I just can't remember. Yeah, but I I, I will say bef- before, um, uh, I think the next big record that I did was Damon Little. But you had moved
0: upstairs. I had moved upstairs. See, now we're talking. Let's talk because I remember that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what made you say, "Okay, we gotta, we gotta step it up and get out of the garage"?
1: Cause I got tired of people coming to my mom's house. Yeah, it's like you know, I I thank God for you know um, my mom, my mom's garage, and them, and and then the neighbors too. Yeah, because no one. And on the block ever gave me a problem. Yeah. Like they was like, hey, y'all playing music today? Because we haven't heard nothing in a while. <laughs> you know, they, they like wanted to hear it. Yeah. But then I I wanted that because clientele had gotten so big. Yes. Like I really wanted that space that when I go home to go to sleep, I don't have to worry about nobody saying, can you make me a CD or something?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I ain't at the office. I'm at home.
1: Right. Like I can't walk. to Clothes. Yeah. You know, come yes. back tomorrow. Yes. Yes. And um, so I, I wanted to venture out and just have a location that was away from home. Yeah. That, you know, of course, you know, we could be we could be free to do what we do recording, but then, you know, you know, it's like don't be walking to my mom's house. Yeah. You know. Y'all smell bad. Y'all been outside smoking or something like that. You yeah. You know, but, you know, it's just, it's just having that privacy. Yeah. You know, because I, I just, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't, I don't want to be bothered when I'm not recording. Yes. So
0: you get a new space. You record Damon's album. That's the album with, um, what is it called? It's not called
1: Shoes. Um, do Do Right. That's the Do Right That's album. The, do Right.
0: Yeah. Right, uh-huh. At the time, was he signed to Worldwide? He was signed to Worldwide. Is that how it happened?
1: Uh, was it through Carrie or? Well, actually, actually, I'm going to tell you something. If people people don't know. I had left Keith for a minute. Okay. Okay. Talk. I had left Keith for a minute. Uh-huh. And when I left Keith, I, I was playing, Um, I started playing bass with Damon. Wait. This is important. Because before the break, that's where we stopped. We have to go back to that. How, what made you leave Keith? I think he made me mad. He made me so mad. And I was like, you know what? You know. (laughs) I'm out of here. I'm gone. You know, you know, and uh, so, so I left, you know. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and during that time, I don't know if, if, I don't know if I, I don't know if it was something, it was something petty. I mean, yeah. just having those those moments, yeah. but um, but I left, and um, and that was when Damon was like hot strata fence offensive, offensive. uh huh. And then Damon said, "I want to do a record, Ray. I want you to do my record." And um, so during that time, his brother Pop was playing a bass, playing a bass, and sometimes. The music was a little bit too much for pop. So yeah. I would I would come in and I would play the bass. Yeah. So um, so during that time, you know, while I was playing bass for the group, Damon's like, let's go in the studio and cut a record. <laughs> so we go in and cut a record. Yeah. Same scenario. We cut a record without consent from Carrie. And all he knew was we working on a record, and it's done. You
0: know. So you never got clearance from Carrie. You always just took the albums to him. Mm-hmm. But of course, he trusted you like that because he wouldn't have known what to do, no way.
1: Yeah, he 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 trusted me through the artist, but it was okay for him because he was a label, and <laughs> and, if, <laughs> and if he bought a rec- if I bought a record or the artist bought him a record, that was something that he didn't have to spend money on trying to get done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's a win for a label, right? So all he had to do was worry about either paying me, or you know, or just what it takes to get the album out, the promotion, right. the right.
0: radio, the right. the whole label
1: thing, right? And he knew that the record was 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 a great record because when he heard it, he already knew what the single was. Which? What was the single? Long as I got shoes, which. We have to tell,
0: we, you, I got to know the story because that song smacked. So you plan with Damon. So after the weekend, Damon just come back to Rocky him out, Let's cut a record. Mm-hmm. So were y'all cutting like one song at a time? Like over the course of time? Or y'all did a whole bunch of songs?
1: We like, did a whole bunch of songs. The
0: same as Center Revival. Like mm-hmm. y'all, did you do like most of the album in a week?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I'm understanding this whole, because you dealing with people that's out of state. Mm -hmm. So they just like, I'm going to come hang with you for the week. And you like, all right, we're
1: going to get it all done this week. Right. Because most of their shows was in the South.
0: Got you. So then we just go back on the road the next weekend. Y'all just stay here.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. So, Because Damon's
0: from up north too.
1: Not not New York, but Baltimore. Baltimore, yep. So he would stay out. He would tell the group, hey, we staying out. If y'all want to go home, y'all can go home and just meet back so and so and so. Yeah. You know. So we would do the record. Then it was it was me, um, it was me and Sheba. Yes. And, you know, whatever Sheba didn't want to play, she would always recommend Ty. <laughs> yes. Which Ty was my go to <laughs> right. anyway. Right. You know? So he would he would play whatever Sheba, yes. you know, didn't want to play. Yes. And so uh, y'all
0: did that album in a week. In a week.
1: Whose idea was it to redo the uh, Bill Mo? song? Um, that was that was Damon's idea. And um, but of course, you know. Not not that the song didn't make sense, but the verse didn't make no sense. <laughs> but it was a it came out an incredible song because the vibe of the song was Listen just here. so high. Listen here.
0: He ain't talking about nothing in that verse, but that record feels so good you don't care.
1: <laughs> yes. That, that verse is <laughs> like for real. Like I and and I was blown That ain't the original verse, is it? No. No, that's not the original verse. It can't be. <laughs> no. No. So,
0: tell me this cuz you did you played everything except the guitar mm-hmm. on that song. Mm-hmm. Tell me the tell me the process of that song.
1: Who um, said Al Green Damon always tried to sound like Al Green, like he's very influenced by Al Green, yeah, so, and he knew how he he knows how to 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 turn it on and off, yes, you know so with 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 him saying al green i all I just immediately started thinking vintage, yes, so like let me get that old feel with. B3 organ And Fender Rhodes
0: And you had a Rhodes in there
1: Uh huh Which that's a crazy
0: story How you got the Rhodes too But you had the Rhodes in there And then you just like Tune the snare down And all that
1: Tune the snare down And um And it was just Okay Sheba You know What, what you How you gonna start the song off Wow And it was just like One two three Let's go Sheba you oh. know, and and here it is. Here it is. Is me, Sheba, a click track, and Damon. What? So I, I was on bass with a click track. She was on guitar. What? And uh, and then
0: you also most times you play the drums and keys after. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yo, that's yo. Yeah. Yo. So then, y'all take the record to carry, and carry like that's the single. Mm-hmm.
1: And then here, here I am. List, you know, every time I turn on the radio, that song is on top of the hour. It's on. Yes. You know the, the, the verse don't
0: make sense or nothing
1: at all on the radio at all. But it's it was produced
0: so well, and it has such a good. It was a commercial song, even with the verse not being good. Yeah, it was. It was a good, like you almost, unless you were panicked, mm-hmm. y'all have to go listen to it. What's the song called again? Shoes, Long As I Got Shoes. Okay, yes, go listen to it because I'd be calling it Shoes, but the song is good. Yeah. So I have to imagine at this point, after Damon, that is, that's a that's the timing of everything because you like, okay, I got to get out of my mom's house. You go to the building downtown. You do Damon's record. It blows up. Mm-hmm. The phone is off the hook at this point. Mm-hmm. Cause now you got another one. Yeah. Like, like he could do it more than one time, mm-hmm. type of vibe. Mm-hmm. So after you do Damon,
1: what kind of calls are you getting? Uh, I'm getting calls from everywhere. It's like, um, it's like, man, I even got a call from Paul Porter. Yeah. Back then. And he was like, yo. Who did, long as I got shoes, Damon? I said, I did. Who played this? I did. did. (laughs) Who Who played played that? that? I I I did. did. (laughs) So he was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. He, He was like going crazy because. You played everything except the guitar. Yeah. And he was like, because back then, they were still dealing with bands you know when you do a recording session it's like i have we have to hire a keyboard a piano player yes. a bass player so yes. everybody's gonna be in the same room and what was um what he was blown away that it wasn't a band but it, it felt sounded like, and felt like people vibing together in a room right, it did right so he was like he was like, man, I, I, I can't believe it. And every time he would see us, he would always, man, you a genius, man. <laughs> that's Paul. Y'all hear that song? And they were like, what song? Damon Little's song. That Joker right there playing that. <laughs> yeah, that's Paul. You know? And he would all, man, we're going to do something together. So it was like, from that when that song hit, it it was like it opened up a whole another level of people. Yeah, cause I like I was I remember, cause I'm like,
0: yo, people coming from everywhere. Mm-hmm. People live in the crazy, like they all coming to Rocky Mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, because I remember you used to, like, get the tapes and stuff. Like, like all right, mom, this is what we're going to do. We got to have this ready before yeah, they come. When they come. Then they come in and yeah. do it. It's like, dang. Yeah. And it was like clockwork, yeah. man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and, and I thank God for it because, you know, I never did any advertising or nothing. Yeah. So it was like, you know, it was like, man, amazing how people was calling and even saying, hey, I want you to do my stuff because here again, uh, other than certain songs on Damon's record that I sung background, the other songs was like it don't sound like Keith.
0: Yes, Damon sounded nothing like Keith. Damon's album sounded nothing like Keith. Mm-hmm.
1: And Keith and Keith fussed me out because he said, "Man, why are you singing on his record?"
0: Oh yeah, you know
1: <laughs> because that was the only thing that that could identify uh, yeah. his record with Keith because yeah. of my my voice. Yes, yes, you know and um and 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 it was just kind of like one of those things that you know yes but but that was a great record but it was unbelievable how everybody started saying i want you to do my record yeah you know and um i mean and, and it's and it just went from there
0: yeah so at, once you start rolling did you ever get to places where you felt burnout
1: i did Mm. I did because then I started dealing with um with artists that wanted to um they wanted me to do their record. But they wanted um they was bringing that ego.
2: Yeah.
1: And um and all they wanted was a record. But they thought they knew what kind of record or how they want to do it. So it was like ego and it's like then some people they just wanted my name to be on the record, you know, and you know, so it's kind of like you you want me to do it the way you want to, and my my thing was, you know, if you know what to do, then why call me? You know, I you know I'm not needed because you know you got all the answers and you know what to do. Yeah. You know, because, you you know, well, I've been doing it for 20 years and this and that. And I say, okay, I respect that. But you may have been doing it 20 years wrong. Facts. <laughs> that is very possible. You know? And, um, but in order for me to be a part of this record, it has to be done this way. Yes. You know? And, uh, and then, too, I, my style of producing I always made the artist feel involved. So you don't have to come with the ego.
0: All right, so explain what you mean. What is your style of producing? I'm gonna fix my chip.
1: My style of producing is is, is is give me your give me your vision. Yes, sir. Like tell me, even if you don't know how to speak it, but just tell me what you want mm. out of your record. So is this normally the first conversation you have? The first conversation. Because it's Anybody can say, "Let me just record a record so let me let me hear what's your vision for this record other than just recording songs because I need a new record to keep working mm. because at the end of the day, I want to be a consumer and say, "I'll buy that record or that's a great record, yes, and I don't have to skip a song because all the songs are great. Yeah. You know? So it's like, let me hear you talk, but let me try to help accomplish your goal. But let me just polish up what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because you may have a a a a, a, a sketch of what you want, mm-hmm. but not it's not clear to the point that you know exactly what you need. Yeah. So it's like I always said, well, you tell me what you want. I'm going to give you what you need. Yes, Lord. You know? So, so being that
0: you always start your projects off with that, you still encounter people that gave you pushback? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So did you e- have you ever been in situations where you said, I don't think this is going to work?
1: Yeah. And 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 I have moments that I will say that in a aggressive way. Uh huh. And after I say it, and after the artist would kind of blow off their steam, I had to remind them or tell them I wasn't talking to them; I was talking to their ego.
0: Ooh. Ooh. So you're aggressive communicating with their ego. With their ego, and then they calm down. You're like, okay
1: now I'm talking to you you know that's heavy. because our our egos is trying to put ourselves on the same level right and you like I do this I do this <laughs> like this is what this is what I'm called to do yes you yes. know
0: and there's a difference in, and that's the thing I want you to talk about too artists coming in thinking that they are producers Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I get it all the time. Like, you know, and 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 my first question, why am I here? If you're a producer, (laughs) you know, you produce your record. Then let me take the role of being an engineer. Right, which means, okay, the computer is (laughs) on. Yeah, like, I'm going to make sure that it sounds great. I'm gonna make sure that it's recorded right and I'm gonna make sure that it's mixed right. Right. But don't you ask me what I think because I'm not a producer. Whoa! Right. So it's like, you know, and they would they would think I'm being funny when 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 we would acknowledge who's the producer and then I would just take the role of being the engineer.
0: And then they are being there- st- in that in the session like, well, this is not going well,
1: I guess I should let you be the producer, yeah, when they find out it's it's the train' done wreck, <laughs> and then when you know when 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 you find out that your way was is is not making sense or even working, so now that now I have to double back and fix up what you messed yes. up because you didn't listen, yes, you know, so if you know how to produce and you know all of that. Then why are you asking me anything? Yes. You know, I'm just going to stay in my lane. Yeah. You know, so when I would do that, they always thought I was being funny. But I'm not going to produce something and, and you're telling me you're a producer. Yeah. I have, I have another hat. I can just be the engineer. Yes.
0: You know. Because that can become very, very frustrating and stressful. Right. So it's like, if you got it, then go ahead.
1: Yeah, because you're already not trusting me. And you know, and I shouldn't have to lay my lay my resume on the, the line to say So
0: do you think that they have come to you wanting to produce their own record but wanting your name attached to it so that it would succeed?
1: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and, and 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 I would call it out. You're not gonna use my name for whatever reason, especially that's that's not what we're gonna do.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna either produce it or you're gonna produce it. Right. And then your name can be on there. Your name can be on
1: there. And it's not gonna be uh, your name and Ray Brazzle. Like, so no, that's not it. Not there. No. Yeah. Just give me another record that you produce. Yeah. You know, and and honestly, like, if you know how to do it, you, you don't need me. I'm, I Don't have me in the way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Facts. Facts. And I, like, like you said though, when ego's in the way that can seem harsh but it's really the reality of the situation. It's just like any any
1: business, any organization, any team, everybody got roles. Everybody has roles. Mhm. And and I'm and I'm that guy that it doesn't bother me if if I'm not producing. Yeah. Because I I've, I've been in the shoes of just being a a studio musician. Yes. Or even just being a producer that don't play. Yes. You know, uh, or or been the songwriter? Yes, and not playing or arranging the song. Yes, or producing the song. <laughs> right. I'm just a songwriter. Yes, you know. So I I know how to stay in my lane, and that's 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 so important to me. Yes, you know. So, um, uh, but but I get that all the time. Yeah. Like they just wants the name. They want the name, and uh, use the name to get to where they're going. Yes, well, which.
0: I'm a, I'm a, I am don't know how you're going to handle it. I don't know how we're going to go. Of course, we're not going to name names. But I've seen with my own two good eyes, mm-hmm. you single-handedly start groups' careers. I've seen it happen more than one time. And then it be treated as if that's not true. And it pisses me off so bad and i'm just like bro i was there you definitely you was all right at home but didn't nobody know you if you weren't at home and it doesn't matter what transpires or what an artist decides to do next it doesn't change that truth
1: right how do you feel about that well it's a hurting thing you know um um but i have to remind myself that God has given me the um the ability to work with many artists versus one artist, yes sir so and um and one thing about it, you know um you're not gonna be on top all the time, yeah, yeah. you know and and it's gonna come a time where you don't have to come back. And and that's what that's what me that's what anybody. So it's like I, I make sure that that when I leave the nest that I can come back and say, hey, this is this is where I came from, and show appreciation to the person that helped me get to where I am. Absolutely, you know, and um, and with knowing that that's what keeps that that negative energy, you know, um suppressed because it's like I know what I've done and I know that I've uh, been genuine. Yes. So I just let it, I just kind of let it roll. So
0: going back to that for a second, what gives you the heart to even want to do that for artists in the first place? Like to put them on basically. Well,
1: um, it's kind of like um, I have a heart for artists, yes, sir, and um, and I know that uh, this whole thing is just like playing a lottery, yes, sir, we play because we're hoping to win, yes, sir, but I get enjoyment when I'm able to help someone win because I know if. They win, I win. Absolutely. And, and if I can sow a seed into them, whether they acknowledge me or not, at the end of the day, I can walk away saying that I did my part, I did it well, and I was able to help them yeah. get started, you know, to the point that they're able to um, accomplish a, a dream or live out yes. a dream. yes. Because somebody had to give us a chance. Yes. And they took a chance out on me. And it's like, if I can be that person to help get them started, you know, I'm good.
0: And the the crazy thing is, though, it's not just artists. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy thing. And I don't know if I ever, number one, I did tell, I think I did tell y'all the story about the XB-60 that you left in my mama house. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to sequence. And then I think I've talked about it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to just talk about it. You were the, when I realized, when you left that keyboard at the house, Mm -hmm. that's when I was like, it records? I'm like, wait (laughs) up. I'm like, wait. And then I was in there every day. I'm like, hold on. I can put this on this track and this on this track. And then I'm like, I think I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Because before that, this is what's crazy. And I'm, okay, I'm going to try not to cry. Before that, I've never told you this. I used to set the same house. Mm -hmm. I used to set my keyboards up in the middle of the room and pretend I was playing with Alive and Alive. (laughs) Gigging. I'm talking about full, got the Casio popping. I'm talking about, I'm full fledged going ham to every single song. I mean, like, nobody's in there. I done got in the living room because you remember the, the CD player was on top of that big TV. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I used to set up my keyboard in front of the TV, go up there, turn it on, go back there, and I'm in there. I'm on stage <laughs> with y'all going crazy. Yo. Wow. So then you bring the keyboard, and I'm like, dang, I can record. So then when you and my mom got married and I'm there, it's like I'm learning, but Jamario's there.
3: hmm
0: Greg Cox is there. hmm Samoa is there. We still talk about it now. Like Ray led us up in that studio and he wasn't even there. Mm -mm. Like Samoa talk about it all the time to this day because it's like that was their introduction to recording and production. Mm -hmm. That's how they started. Yeah. And then you see them now and it's like, dang. Mm -hmm. But it's like there are so many count. There are countless stories of people starting with Ray. What up, y'all? I'm Rajay, and I'm interrupting the pod to present an opportunity for y'all to support the brand and the fam. So do this for me. Head over to RajayXSha.com, click the merchandise tab, and grab a hoodie, t-shirt, or hat. And remember this thing, no matter what people say or think, live your life. Now back to the episode. Wow. Like, I know how to record from Ray, or I know how to be a session musician from Ray. Or I got this record deal because of Ray. And I shout it loud. And like, I hold people accountable. Like, we're not going to act like that's not true. Because it is. You know what I'm saying? And like, like I did a podcast with Chris, like not too long ago, I released it where I was, um, which is good. I wanna hear your perspective too. Like, where the other thing that pisses me off really bad is the, um, All race stuff sound the same. That pisses me off really bad. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why it pisses me off really bad. And I say this and I always say it. Chick-fil-A tastes the same every day.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. McDonald's Mm -hmm. tastes the same. You're actually not doing a good job if you don't have a consistent sound. Right. Right.
1: It's branding.
0: Right. Nike has the same check on all clothes. They 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 not just going to change the check. That's right. And when you're building something, you have to build a brand. You have to have a sound. Now, this is one thing you taught me. It may not be somebody's preference. Right. But I got a sound.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to always have clients because of my work ethic and my consistency. Right. Whether And the crazy thing is, it normally comes from people who desire to accomplish things you've already done. That's right. That's right. And that's what pisses me off. Because where there should be respect and homage and questions asked, there's criticism.
1: Mhm. I don't understand. Where do you think that comes from? That's ego. Yes, sir. And um and like you said, if you know, when they cuz I hear it all the time, and um and if they give me the microphone after they say it, I don't know who to be but myself. Yes, Lord. And I you know, it's like when I grew up, when you listen to any Malico record, you can tell. Yes.
0: Every Malico record sounds like a Malico record.
1: Yeah, you you can tell by the piano, you can tell by the by the snare, you know. You you can tell by listening to certain elements in it that it's Malico. Yes. And and then when you listen to Motown. Godly. You you know you know that it's Motown. <laughs> Off the rip. I don't care what song it is, you know it's Motown. And and I've always wanted to be recognized for me and not recognized because I sound like somebody else. Yes. You know, so let me establish who I am. Yes. And not only when I establish who I am, but let me be consistent with who I am. Yes. So I don't want to sound like nobody else. I want to be able to stand alone so when people hear anything I've done. They know. They can say, that's right. That's right. You know, so I just don't know who else to be. Yes. Yes you know but who i am yes through my sound or whatever you know that's that's just it yeah you know because there's a whole lot of musicians out here that um that can play and you know i i, I talk about it all the time when musicians they get they get these motifs and then they start turning the release down or whatever yeah you know that's not something that they just picked up on their own they got that from somebody somebody you know, and um so it's like let me just be unique and have something that people can recognize me for me. That 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 was so important because you know, I and I want to be able to stand alone. Like I say, when they hear it, they can say that's right. Yes. So And I'm sure cause
0: and I'm sure there are people like even outside of Quartet that has come to you like, I know that's you.
1: Yeah, they 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 do that. Yeah, you know, and and it makes me feel good. But 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 and two, I'll be honest with you, when they say that, when they say stuff like his stuff sounds the same, it used to bother me, but it don't bother me. Yeah, because I'm like saying to myself, at least you know who I am. Yes, Lord. Eh. You know, and and it's like it's it's crazy. It's crazy
0: to me. That whole idea is crazy to me because if I hear Timberland, it's Timbaland. Right. Re- I'm talking about Eyes closed. I could be in, I could be In a store right now, and if a Pharrell song comes on, even if I don't know the song or the artist, I know he produced it.
1: Absolutely. And my wife used to
0: be like, how do you know that? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, when you listen to them enough, you know that's them.
1: Right.
0: They all have a signature sound.
1: Right. They all got
0: signature drums, signature keyboard patches, signature tempos. That's the thing. And, like, when you're building, that is the thing. And the funny thing about it is, it is that sound that got you where
1: you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And people. When they pay their money, they're not gonna pay you to be like somebody else. No, they can't. If, if that's the case, they might as well go to honest. that person and pay them.
0: Okay, now I have to ask you another producer question: Have you ever had an artist come to you and then ask you for something you don't do, and you'd be like, "Huh?"
1: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say quickly: I, I don't do that. Yes. But I know who can. I'm not even gonna waste your time or your money. But go to go to John though. Yes, he. That's what he does. Yes, man. I don't do that. You know, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not one of those guys that's just trying to make money. Yes, and no goodwill. I can't do it.
0: All right, let's talk, see Because see, now we got to talk about that. How do you? Decide what to say yes to and what to say no to
1: well in 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 my in my almost thirty years of doing this yes um I like to talk to people because I don't want to just jump in and just say, "Let me just make this money because all money ain't good money. All money ain't good money. That's one thing you taught me, boy. All money ain't good money. And it's like, um, and, and as I talk to people, you know, for one, and I'm not talking just to kind of, you know, to be kind of weird or nothing, but I like for people to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to them, I, I want to see how they talk and how they move because that lets me know. How I need to move, yes, and then it's going to give me an idea of of how this is going to turn out yes, it's even like when I talk to groups, everybody's saying i'm man I'm ready to do it, I'm ready to do it, but when the rubber meets the road, it changes because you start trying to question like well i, I you know so and so so you move kind of slow, but i I like to talk to people. Because they may say something that lets me know, nah, yeah. we 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 can't do it that way. You know, or or if you're open to this and that, but if you're coming in with a mindset that's saying, I'm going to pay you this money and you better do what I say. And you can normally tell that off one conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And when it gets to that, I say in the beginning, hey, um, just get somebody else because that ain't that's not going to go right. Because just because you're paying me that doesn't mean I'm your robot.
0: Right. Especially when I'm the you're paying me to provide a service that I specialize in. Right. You are not at Longhorn in the kitchen telling the cook how to cook the steak. You right. are waiting for them to bring it to you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's just it. That's it.
0: You pay for the steak, they cook it, they bring it to you, you eat it. Right. You are not back there telling them how to cook it. Right. And that's the same thing with production. Mm -hmm. You can say, I want it medium well, or I want it medium rare. You can say, I want this side
1: instead of this side, Mm -hmm. but
0: you ain't telling them how to cook.
1: How to cook it. Because if you start doing that, I'm going to say, come here. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Because, you know... If you know how to do it, yeah. don't don't waste my time. yeah. You yeah. know, you just do it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I just I just have those conversations because if I think it's going to get a little weird and it's going to become frustrating to me, mm-hmm. I'm in a I'm in a season now that what I love to do is not going to be stressful for me. Yes.
0: Yes. So in your younger years, you could take a little more.
1: In my younger years, I would be super sensitive to the point that if the artist wasn't doing what I thought they should do, I would get into a battle with them because I believe in them so much, yes. but they couldn't see it. Mm. So it's like I'm I'm dealing with that ego thing again, and I'm I'm dealing with it because you could sing, and I can't. I'm dealing with you just telling me what to do all because you could sing. Mm. You know, you may can sing and you can run all day long, but you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> say something to me. Yes. Be- because you can sing. I'm not taking that from you. Yes. You can sing your butt off, but you ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> Tell me something Yeah Like give me something To take home Yes And live with Yes Don't just sing a Bunch of runs And you sound pretty And you ain't saying nothing Yes What Nah don't do that You know so I would be so super sensitive with the groups that I would become emotional to the point I would get frustrated. Mm. And I would go back and forth or find myself going into a debate. But I have to stop and say, why are you debating with? I ain't been nowhere. Yes. You know, I ain't been nowhere trying to tell Ben somewhere where to go. Yes. You can't tell me where to go if you ain't never been. Yes, absolutely. So it's like, I'm just trying like I had to I had to change up all that and I just had to let it go. That's why I have those conversations.
0: Yes, because now. Yes. Because when you were younger, things that you would find out after you've already said yes, Mm -hmm. you 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 up front with it now. Like, Oh, I've seen that before. Let's not even do this. Right. Right. Now, have you ever been in situations where I know the answer, but I want to ask so the people can know situations where you've seen something in somebody and said hey I want to do some music for you because I know there's the side of I'm an artist or we're a group we want to get a record done now what about where you pull somebody who ain't thinking about it but has a talent have you ever done that
1: I've done that I've done that and um and to add there have been many artists that has a heart for being an artist and has a dream of being of artist but they don't have the money to get there you know and and um and and i've always wanted to be um you know i you know people shouldn't have to go on american idol just to accomplish a dream you know and and if i see um because one one thing people don't realize that because we are musicians and we play, sometimes they don't think that God dwells within. Mm. But just just as much as the Lord speaks to the, the pastor that's in the pulpit, he speaks to the musician that's playing. Yes, sir. And and God has, has spoken to me on several times to tell me to bless that person yeah, that that can sing may not have a song, may not have no money, but just bless them to the point that um that it could be a life changing for them that they will remember for the rest of their lives. Yes, sir. And I've been in situations that I've blessed people and said, Hey, um, would you would you come and record? You know, I don't want I don't want your money's not good to me. Yeah. So it's not about money. I don't want nothing off of it. But I just want to be a blessing to you, because I see your heart. Yeah. You know. So and because I've seen they their heart, I've done churches like that. I've went to churches and, um, pastor preaching, and uh, choir singing. And I, have uh, you know, the Lord spoke to me and said, "Hey, tell that, tell that pastor that you're going to record a, a live, that, that choir live." And um, and I've done it.
0: Wait, you've d- like more than one song?
1: Yeah. What? Yeah, I've done I've done a a a, a live a live re- recording for a choir, and in, uh, in South Carolina. And the Lord spoke to me sitting in the service. I, I we was we was off that Sunday, and I went to the church with a friend of mine.
0: You were just visiting. I was just never visiting. been there before. Mm-mm.
1: Went to the church, and uh, Lord spoke to me and said, "Tell the choir you gonna you gonna do a live recording on the choir." And uh, and I did it. I didn't charge them a dime, you know. And uh, came out. The recording was awesome, you know. And I did my part. I didn't worry about how I was going to eat, none of that. Yeah. You know, but I was just obedient. Yeah. You know, and, and I've done it with many, with many singers or whatever. It's like, you know, you know, when God speaks, you just got to do it. Yeah. And it's not, and if you're doing it from your heart, then it's not about the money. Yeah. Because he said in his word, he'll supply your every need. Yeah, and like, it'll come back. It'll come back. Absolutely. Like,
0: when you sew so into people, it'll come back. Mm-hmm. And like, I've seen you do that and I'll be like, man, that's nice. <laughs> like, like, I'll tell you like, even today, because of you, if I produce an artist, I don't charge the studio time by the hour. Right. Because that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. And then I understood like, you can't, Take your time and pour your passion into any project. If you're staring at the clock, absolutely, it's not going to be that good if you're staring at the clock.
1: Paul Porter made it. He he made it plain to me. He said, "There's no time limit on a great great record." It's not. Boy, we did that. What you call a long time ago, and it just came out the other day. Yeah, hey, that
0: just sounds good. <laughs> 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 Yo, when it' because I was like, let me see. I was like, oh, no, that's the that's song. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: But back to the point. Being in situations where you're willing to sew into people goes a
1: long way. Absolutely.
0: So even back in the like, even back with Alice and Penny and them, like, did you charge them? Yeah, I did. And how did they feel about it? Were they like. Cause how did you get them? Did well, they
1: come to you? What happened was they was attending a church here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my dad was doing videos during the during the, the church broadcast, mm-hmm. and they was uh, very instrumental in the church, uh-huh. and um, and that was when I had a four track. Yeah, you know they was like, hey, let's do a record on them, wow. and and I got paid three hundred dollars for that whole record. Wow. And the church paid you? hmm That's insane. You know, in which I didn't worry about no money because I just, I was glad to have an artist. Yeah,
0: that's what's crazy. That's what every producer wants, somebody to work with. Right. And then, hey, what's crazy though, fast forward all the way to when you went downtown the first time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I played on that Caribbean song mm-hmm. for Allison Penny. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. First time I ever played to a loop, didn't know that at the time I didn't know that some people couldn't. Right. I just was like, oh, they turn it on and just play. Uh huh. Yeah. Yo, and then I'm watching, I'm watching the moves and I'm watching the growth and I'm watching the caliber of clientele grow. Mm-hmm. Then I remember you took me and Vars. Mm hmm. Into the Pearl Street Studio when it was just a room,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you said, "I'm," you said, "I'm gonna have some walls built. This gonna be over here. This gonna be over here. This gonna mm-hmm. be over here." And I'm like, "Okay." It's <laughs> like one room. One day after service, she was like, "I'm gonna take y'all over. here. I'm gonna show y'all some." Mm-hmm. And then the walls get built, and then it get turned even more.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like because like that's the place where it really turned up. Yeah,
1: it did. Yeah. It did. <laughs> and the and the first record that that I did in that building. Was the Christian angels?
0: Yes! And that one is Stella, right? One of Stella. Yo!
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. And one of Stella.
0: And that was like me, you, and Bruce, won it? Uh huh. Did anybody else play? Uh,
1: a couple people, maybe? Maybe. No, I think that was just I think that was that was me, you, and Bruce. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yo! So yeah.
0: Was that the beginning? This is interesting. Was that the beginning of the Malico run?
1: It was. Yo. Yeah, it was. And and um and and not the because and that record was picked, that was re, that record was just picked up.
0: Another already done album. Mm-hmm.
1: Bro. Because Daryl Luster, he wasn't even at Malico yet. But he was producing for Durham from Durham,
0: so and, he knew Rika because that's where they from,
1: right mhm-, and then it, it and I think Rika pitched I think Rika was was talking about she did the record and and of course our our main question that we asked is who produced it
0: so that's what Daryl asked Rika right interesting
1: now the history with me and Daryl. Daryl came from Charles Johnson, Johnson and the Revival. Yes. Yes. So he helped started that, him, his brother Ricky, and Charles Johnson. Yeah. So I, I came after Daryl when he left. So back then, Daryl knew, knew me, but he didn't know about the studio. Yeah. He was hearing about the studio through the Nightingale's. Because of, you know, of course, you know, just like anything else. Yes. So then when it came down to Bishop FC Barnes cutting the record, the record company said, well, asked him, well, is there a studio in Rocky Mount? Bishop said no, because he didn't know anything about the studio. Wow. So when, um, when Daryl said "There is a studio there, Ray has a studio there, so that was when we was geared to record um, Bishop last record before he passed, yes, um, uh, which was the the old, old old time yes way I think yes, and uh, and that's that's when we recorded that and then, in the meantime, we was recording Daryl's solo record, uh-huh. And he did. Um, he won't change, which was a smash. Now that song originally, Dara originally wrote that song for for FC, and he was trying to to get Janis Brown to do that song. Wow. Um, and I don't know what happened, but then and then it ended up being a song with just him and Bishop. That song was crazy, and I remember that album because I remember.
0: Let me tell you what was crazy, because. At this time, of course, we all together all the time. And I remember Debbie calling me on the phone Mm
3: -hmm.
0: like this, I think this is going to be his last record. I really want you on it. Mm -hmm. Because at this time, I've been playing with them and stuff at the convocation we're building and I'm like, yo, like history is being made on Pearl Street. It's really going down. Mm -hmm. Because that's when all the legacy artists started coming. Right. That's when we did the original Messengers. Right. I remember that.
1: And I, I I, was I was sick. I had just had surgery, so I couldn't play the drums. When, for the Messengers? For the Messengers. Whoa! Yeah, so that's when, that's because you played. <laughs> yes! You had to play the session because I couldn't play. That's
0: great. And I remember it. Because yeah. I think we did, I think we did most of that session with drums, bass and guitar. Right. And then you play keyboard after. Uh-huh. And that was one of those after Bishop seeing them, I was like, "Dang, man." Cuz then you start to think about the history of stuff. Uh-huh. So I'm like, "Yo, this is wild." Uh-huh. And they was in there telling them stories telling and them stuff. Stories, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you sit it like, "What was it like working with all these legacy artists?"
1: Well, here again like I said before, dealing with those artists, half of it was just being in the room. Yeah, man. Because you be in a room for one, I'm blown away because these legend artists are in here. I'm recording their record, and it's like, and I've known and I've known they have recorded so many records before I was born, yes. leading up to now. And you know them, right? You know them, and they and they used to recording. Yes. So it's like being in a room and just like seeing how they record what they like, what they yeah. dislike what they dislike, but at the same token, I'm going down on in their history books yes. from the Brooklyn All Stars to the FC Barnes to the yeah. Messengers, you know, uh Violinaires. Yes. You know, it's like, you know, I'm a part of their history now. Yes, you are. You know, and and thanks to Malico trusting me, you know, and Daryl trusting me to come to Rocky Mount to record a record. Yes. You know. Little old Rocky Mount. Yeah. It's like, man, we, we was turned up in the studio because <laughs> it was it was on and popping. Yeah. You know, like we stand in the studio until the next morning cutting a record. Because we know when they come, we ain't trying to spend all day with the artist. Let's get them in and in and out. Yes, you know. And when you know what you're doing, it don't take all day. Absolutely, you know. And that's just been our thing. Like, absolutely, we know we come to do so. Don't don't let it take you all day. (laughs) Facts. Facts.
0: So, it's a it's a couple things I want to piggyback on. The legacy artist was one thing. How was it going to the studio at Malico when the, the first time you went? because um, you were a fan of their music.
1: Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like a big fan. Yeah. Like I I I I always wanted to be um uh, be a session musician mm. at Malico. That happened. Yeah. Uh before the uh before the studio uh, the tornado hit the studio, the old studio. I was in the session with um with the Pilgrim Jubilees. Mm. They was cutting um, the Jesus Got Me Off record. Yeah. So I was just there. Here again, I was just glad to be in the room. Yeah. So uh, my homeboy, uh, Sam Scott, was playing, he was hired for the session. Yeah. He was late getting there. So everybody was there. He was like, what we waiting on? Darryl was producing a record. He said, um, well, we waiting on Sam Scott to get there. And uh, Mike M- Mike Atkins was like, oh, let's go in the store. We got a drummer. <laughs> and Daryl said, yeah, we sure do. <laughs> so he said, Ray, go on and get on the drums. Wow. So I, I ended up playing to- till Sam got there. Uh-huh. The song I played on was She's All I've Got. Yeah. That's on that record. And because I knew the genre of the art of the Jews, yes. you know, it felt it felt good. Yeah. You know? So and it was like, count the song off, let's go. So we we practiced over it one time. The second time we cut. We in the red. <laughs> yeah. You know? So it's like um, you know, I was a part of that in the old studio
2: yeah where
1: all where where all the magic was created and and now when they built the new studio um i believe that um if i'm not mistaken we did the first gospel session in the new studio and who was that with that was daryl solo it was his second solo yeah i got you you know and that's when i took Pooh. Yes. Y'all call him William Purvis. William Purvis, yeah. You know. Because you couldn't go because you were still in school. <laughs> crazy. And and I don't know if your crazy is good. So <laughs> you know. That was always a thing. Yeah. So it was like, I won't finna get in no argument by saying <laughs> let, let him come. You know.
0: Yes, because I missed I think I missed the gospel legend session that way.
1: Yep. Uh huh.
0: And I was like, dang. Yeah. And my mom was like, no he can't go this time. And I'm like, this really sucks.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, you know, so it was like, um, uh we, I took poo because I knew I didn't want to be doing everything.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? And, um, You know, either I'm going to play bass and drums or... Yeah, you don't want to...
0: In in a situation like that, that could be, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was like, you know... And I know at Malico, they're used to having a band. Yes, they're from the old school. They're from the old school. Yes. You know, so it was like, you know, if I can't... If I'm going to have a band, let me... If I can't pull everybody from my end, you know, I know I can't go in and I'm playing every instrument, which I could have, but... It just would have took up more time. Yes. So especially the way we work anyway. Yeah. Um so um a matter of fact, when we did Daryl's record then, and then we went back down and we did Willie Rogers record. Yeah. That's a that's another legend. Yes. You know, um, being able to um be a part of his, his legacy as well. Yes. And even as a as a young person, you know, like, man, a lot of people, you know, for one the the younger musicians probably wouldn't even want to do a record like that because of the style of it yes you know so you know so it, it, you know having those opportunities that Malaco changed the game for me yes you know and even going into from the old studio to the new new studio yes the spirit of of Frank is still in there yes you know it's like it's it's in there and um and just even how they even record, man, it's just yes. amazing. Yes, you know. Yeah. So,
0: so you the, the seeing that I've always been like super hyped inside, cause like you've been grinding for a long time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then
0: to have those moments, it's kind of like okay, yeah, it's not for nothing, right? Like to have those days with artists and to have the burnout. Okay, it's not for nothing. All right. So you get to the spot, you get to the place you're in now, where you moved from Pearl Street. How are things now? How are you feeling about life, production, and everything at
1: this point? Um, it's it's more of a cruise now. Hmm. Um, because I'm more into um being like the headquarters. Yeah. I, you know, it's like you don't find. Um, State of the art studios no more. Yeah, because NAS it's become affordable. Yeah, Most people have a laptop and a computer. Yep, you know, or, and um, and it's like NAS, there's like, it's, like
0: there's not a lot of commercial studios.
1: Right, it's really not a lot. Right, and it's like um, I still believe in how it was done back then. Yeah, you know, because I know there are people like me that don't want everybody coming to their house. Yeah. You know, and and just having space away from your house mm-hmm. is incredible and just having a place and you don't have to worry about the next door tenants yeah. or whatever like that. So where I am now really changed the game because it's it's something that um that has been a dream of having, you know, your own facility. Yeah. And everybody can be comfortable. Yeah. You know. Not only be comfortable, you have, you know, you can have, you can handle business up front. Yeah, you know, if you got kids, they can go in the back. Yeah, you know, they can eat in the back. They ain't got, you know, be, be, <laughs> yes. you know. But at the end of the day, everybody is comfortable to the point that, um, and um, you know that that you don't have to worry about those little issues. But at the same token, I'm glad that that the sound is consistent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and are you in? The, are you at the place now in your career where you're still like pouring into artists and like building artists up?
1: Oh yeah, that's that's my that's over. I say that it's ninety percent of that and ten percent of recording. Yes, because you know I want artists to know, and if there's any way that I can help build them. Because it's 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 known that once they come leave the studio, they're gonna have a great record. Yes. That's yes. So, but I don't want it to just be a great record and have a great artist. I want them to be great when they leave. You know, um it's good when you come in the studio, but I want you to be great when you leave. Yes. Because and I want to be able to tell, tell the person the things that the average person won't tell them so it's easier you the choice is yours you can go down this way or that way but I'm gonna tell you the way I went down so you can decide whichever way you want to go but you don't have to go it go down that way not knowing you know Mm. I can I can tell you by experience Mm -hmm. you know that if you do it this way this what's gonna happen if you don't do it this way. It ain't no telling what's gonna happen. Yeah. So it's like I want to be able to help the artist in a way that the average won't tell them. Yes. And that's why I'm glad that I'm. At, you know, I've been on the road, still on the road. I've, I, I, I've, I've been in all the the different shoes. Yes. So I can I can speak from experience. Yes. Versus speaking from thoughtville, like I think. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I I like to know. Yeah. You know, and I can tell Especially a when
0: you advising somebody. You can't right. give people like you said a while ago, you if you ain't never been there, you can't tell nobody how to get there. Exactly. Cause you don't you have no idea.
1: Exactly. And and I tell the lead singers that are up and coming, stop acting like you've been there too. You know, stop talking to your group like like you know it all. Okay. That's happening a lot. Oh yeah.
0: And I be seeing it, it's like, wait a
1: minute. Yeah.
0: You and, and and here's the thing. You said it a minute ago. So I think I think we should talk about it. Talent is not experience. No. Just because you know how to sing mm-hmm. doesn't mean you know the business. Like we can't trust you to run the business based on how good you sing. sing.
1: Right. <laughs> right. I, I, and I don't understand. I don't know who came up with that. I don't understand. Like because I've seen lead singers that that can't manage money, but you managing the group. No, if your bass player is an accountant on his job, let him handle the money. It don't matter how good you
0: sing. No. Let the man who do it for a living Handle the money money.
1: How you We understand it's your baby This is your group But you probably only good for one thing And that's singing (laughs) That's a fact And I be seeing that like
0: And the group be going down in flames Yes Because of the ego attached to the leader
1: To the leader I'm telling you, I see it all the time. Like, and when I dissect the group, because I love when when the groups bring that, when the artists, like their group members there. Yeah. So I, you know, for one, it's fellowshipping. But then I like to know what they working with. Yeah. Because here again, your drummer might, he the drummer. But he may be the one that needs the book for the group, cause he's 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 about order. Yes, you know, and and the lead singer, you can sing, and this may be a group that you started, but you don't need to be trying to manage the group too. You can't do everything. Just just show up and sing. Just show up and sing. Make sure you lead us in the right direction on the on on the stage. Right. Make sure you're saying something. <laughs> right you know because yeah. you don't have all the answers right you know and and it's kind of like I I I, I I I have to I have to tell it all the time like man let 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 that bass player handle the business yeah. so
0: you've had group this is good we're gonna keep going so you've had groups. In the studio that you're producing, you have conversations with them and find out you need to talk to them about how they're handling business. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you should probably let d- that person do this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you if you don't let John Doe over there handle handle that money, y'all gonna stay broke.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, even with you producing an album, a good album ain't gonna be mean nothing if they get out there and just
1: Yeah. <laughs> how you gonna get home? And how you gonna get home when just because he the lead singer, he getting deposits sent to him, and and when it's time to do a show, y'all can't go nowhere cause he don't spend the deposit. You know, like yes, I, I mean, you know, they say don't don't let the man hold the money that ain't never got none. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know?
0: Don't let the man hold the money
1: that ain't never got. <laughs> y'all, y'all gonna always be broke. <laughs> yo, you know, yo, that's real. So, like, you know, I look at, I look at people in that group, and yeah. and, and, and I find their strengths. Yeah. What are you strong at? Or what yeah. kind of work you do? Well, I'm, I'm, a, I work at AP, at you know, at, at my job, yeah. you know, or. I'm I'm in uh, uh you know I'm in human resources at, at my you know at my job. Okay, that's what you do. So, oh, I'm a supervisor on my job. Okay, so you're good at yeah. supervising. So you keep people in line. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's it's. I mean, it's not rocket scientists. <laughs> like you, use like yeah and that's another thing
0: that I' be seeing in groups is like the lack of value in people's strengths right like you would be better off to use people's strengths right and value everybody right because you ain't up there by yourself
1: right because in in some in some people, they looking at stuff, they want a group, but they want to maneuver as an eye. Like that's that's not that's not that's not cool. If you if if you're gonna be a team, be a team. If you're gonna be a solo artist, be a solo be artist. Be a solo artist. You know? But there are a lot of artists that want a group but want to maneuver as a solo artist. Sheesh. Nah. If you I respect the fact if you want to be a solo artist. But say that. Say that. Don't have group
0: members out here treating them crazy.
1: Right. Because with me, you know, and we talk about it with the legends all the time, you know, there, there, there are two types of people. There, there, there are one that wants to be a group member, then there's another one that wants to be a part of a group. You know, we talk about it all the time. Whoa, now that's heavy. You know, Alan, Alan, Alan always telling us, and it's true when we talk about it, because one that's part of a group, they just always saying, Where mine at?
0: Yeah, but when you a member, you share wins and losses.
1: Absolutely. You know? So it's like, hey, we're gonna come together, and see what, see what's gonna, you say how we can work through this. And and <laughs> we say it all the time. We we're not, you're crazy to to do a show just to pay musicians. Uh, so I'm singing to pay you. And you don't really care about what I'm doing, yes. so you you want your hundred twenty five dollars, you know?
0: That's real life. Nah,
1: I'm not finna do that. Right. You know. And then half of the half of some musicians that come in, they want that hundred twenty five dollars, but they ain't coming in to find out what can they do to add to it. They come in and see what they can change. You know, that's one thing I say about Doc. Doc can get whoever to play for him. Oh, but, it, but it's going to be you Doc. Gonna, absolutely. You're going to play because he wants to be yeah. consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 when you're a musician, I tell musicians, stop thinking about how much you can play. It ain't about how much you can play. You, you get gigs according to knowing what to play. And when to play it. For that artist. For that artist. Not how much you can play, you know, in a song or this and that, yeah. you know? You know, so, you know, I want to be that musician that, you know, I'm a chameleon.
0: Yes. I'm whatever you need me to
1: be. Oh, I'm a I'm a fit in any environment. Yes. You know, let me be that kind of musician. Yes, absolutely. Because those kind of musicians always keep some gigs. That's facts. Or jobs.
0: That's That's right.
1: You know, so and everybody can't do that. Yeah. You know, so um but you know, it, it it's 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 crazy um how artists do that and think like that. Yeah. You know, but I and I try to take every moment to try to change that narrative. And
0: I and that's that's the thing about
1: you. Like, you've been in it for a very long
0: time and you're one of the people who are Using your influence to make it better, mhm- 'cause there are some people who just in it to get what they can get out of it mm-hmm. And some people who just trash it right, and then there's other people who say this is uh, this is a part of who I am, and I want to see the genre do better, right, so when you get people in, you don't just want to produce a record
1: no i'm a, i'm a I'm gonna talk to you, yeah, you know, um uh, because you know. It's one thing God put put in me. It's like I would always wonder, um, like if John Doe starts a studio, this mm-hmm. and that, and the third. It's like you know, cause some people will say, "Well, I ain't giving my secrets away, or whatever, yeah. whatever." You know, and God just told me plain as that. He said, "Don't worry about it." Yes. He said, um, "Because I give you the knowledge that you need to know." Yes, but. Let it turn into wisdom by telling somebody else. Absolutely. So if a person wants to know this about that, I'm not gonna be selfish and not say nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell them because that's 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 when it turns to wisdom. Yes. Because God gave it to me. Yes. Man didn't give it to him. And he gave us all it's enough for all of us to find a place. Yes, I literally,
0: I literally do. Everything that I do the way that I do it from watching you and it don't sound like nothing you do. Wow. But it's the exact same systems. I do everything exactly the way I've seen you do it to this day. Wow. And I think that's a thing that people have to um be okay
1: with. Like it's a we're a community. We're a community. <laughs> yeah, because you know if I have a, a body of work to do, I'ma tell you, Jamal, I what you doing? No man, what 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 you need? I need you to come over and play the drums. Right. Or I need you to come and do this song. Yes. And that's just that's just being honest with Yes. It. And when you and when you're not um uh, what's the word I wanna use? When you're okay with who you are, yes. That don't bother you. Yes. You know, because you're not being selfish and saying, I'm gonna do this because so that I can say that it's me that's why people hogging stuff yeah. because they just they want the attention to be on them yes no let me put it, it's somebody else's turn
0: you have done that for a lot you have put a lot of people on like I said like y'all play or you sequence this or you do this like like that one time with the Airwood sisters mm-hmm. you just sent me the files you're like do this real quick alright mm-hmm. And then I sent the files back to you and then came up and it's like I've seen you do that Yeah. and like you've created opportunities for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to the next thing that I want to talk about. Two things that I want to talk about. Ray Braswell Jr. Day, that's the first thing. How did it feel for them to give you a day in the city?
1: <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, I'm still trying to feel it now. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to get over the fact that I actually have a day. Yes. Um. Because one thing that that's very rare is somebody like Appreciating you, you know. Let alone the city, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, and um, and and much, you know. Shout out to my home church because they they played a very important part in, in that. Yeah. But um, and even that day when they when they did that, like I was so amazed with my classmates being there, you know, because you know, they they remember, you know, I'm I'm one of those guys that I'm copying off their papers and stuff like yeah. that. And then to know that they are being blessed by my music. Yes, man. You know, because sometimes, man, you'll be in c- certain situations that, y- you know, you want to try to be cool in front of whoever. So if it's something planned, you probably turn it down because you don't want nobody to hear it or think you... You know, this and yeah. that and the third, but it's kinda like, man, knowing that people have been blessed by the music that I've created. Yes. You know, it's like a it's like a great feeling. So just the fact of them coming and giving me uh a, a day is um is incredible because you know, like they could have given it to anybody yes. else. Facts. And hear me a a a dude that does gospel music. Yes. You know. And and do what I do is kind of like, man, I appreciate even a thought. Yes. You know, and I haven't been able to have a, a official party on 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 the day because of, you know, you had covid and stuff or whatever yes. so. But um but I'm working I'm working on it. Yes. You know, but I I'm still trying to uh uh to really uh, understand it I do have a day <laughs> that's, that's wild <laughs> You know And rock him out Yes You know I mean It's so many great Great people here Yes You know That have made a, a Mark in, in the in yes. The city Yes You know Luther Barnes Bishop FC Barnes yes. and I mean you know All the way back to Thelonious Monk. Monk Yeah You know It's crazy And it's so many It's so many other you know professional people whether it's actors or whatever yes. that come from here yes you know that um and just to be able to say uh february the 8th is ray Braswell jr day that's you know i'm still trying to get over that man yeah you know and uh, maybe i just need to get a parade or something I don't you know. gotta do something <laughs>
0: which which is what my next thing was i wanted to close with and that's ray markable too uh, how is that coming?
1: Man, I'm mixing. I'm in the mixing Let's stage. Let's go! I'm in the mixing stage. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know how much of it you want me to say. It's up to you. Um,
0: I just, the biggest thing from, because when was Ray Markable um, Project One put out?
1: What year? That was put out in 2005, I believe.
0: And a lot has transpired since then. A
1: lot. A lot,
0: and the biggest thing that I want to hear from you about is how you feel now, more than the project itself. Like you mixing now, you know how far you've come from everything that you told us about, from walking to school all the way to now, mm-hmm. and to be mixing that project with a day in the city. How does it feel?
1: You know what? Uh, it it feels great, especially with um. Well, let me back up. Volume one was a record giving groups a chance. The same thing we talked about before. Right. I wanted to be a blessing to groups that had the talent, had the heart, but didn't have the capital to do it. Yes. You know? And um and it wasn't about me, but it was about how could I have an outlet yes. for groups trying to make it. Yes. That just don't want to sing around here. Yes, and you know, and through that record, you know, a couple of groups have have, have signed major record deals. Absolutely, and the record was it is. It, I mean, I, I just had somebody the other day was talking about a song off of it. Yeah, and um, uh, and, and a guy came to me in Baltimore. He said, "Man, you know, I I I just want to um say, man, I appreciate you because." One of the songs on your record, man, really inspired me. Wow, and uh, and I was like, for real, man. He was like, yes, man. You know, and with that, I like really felt good because it's like, man, sometimes you you don't even realize how stuff, yeah, is a blessing become a blessing to to, to folks. Yes. So, um, so with 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 volume two, um, uh, volume two is 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 also a blessing because the people that's involved on it are people that um some people know but these are people that we have I've been able to work with
2: yeah
1: that it's like um it's like man they was like asking me yeah what I need to do to be on the record yeah you know and I ain't even mean for it to be that way. Like I'm just, I'm just doing something. Yeah. So for them to to call me and say, "Hey, can I be on the record?" Yeah. You know, even now it's like they still saying, "Hey, save a slot for me." And I'm like, man, so you just got to get ready for three then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> man. I mean, it's incredible because I'm, I'm like, God, I can't put thirteen or more songs on this record you know yeah but it's it's you know i thank god for for people wanting to be a part of it yeah more so because they they see um they you know they believe in me yes and want to be a part of it not even knowing the full details but automatically saying what can i do to be in it yes you know and um so it's incredible i'm excited about it uh I'm excited about the artist that's up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't reveal it because I wanna be a surprise. That's right. Smart you know, man. Some of the artists, people haven't heard music from them in a long time. Yeah. So just hearing fresh new music from certain artists. From yeah. certain artists, yes. you know, um, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be incredible. So yeah. So y'all
0: look out for that remarkable project too.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know when it's coming out? I don't. Okay. I don't because it's, it's so many records is dropping. Yes. And I know that you know when God say it's coming out, it's going to be the right time. Absolutely. No matter who's coming out. Absolutely. You know, it's it's going to um you know, it's going to come out. So I'm 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 excited, man. That's good stuff, man. I'm proud of you like
0: to see to meet you when I did and to to see what I saw and then to hear the beginning is Crazy to me, so I just want to say I'm proud as a son. I'm proud,
1: oh, man. I'm I'm a I, I, I'm a I'm proud of you too. And the next time I come, I'm gonna take over your show. We are gonna talk about mall <laughs>
0: Hi, right, we can do that. We
1: are gonna flip the script. <laughs> hey, we can do that for real. Yeah, because you know you you definitely um have um been true to it, and you definitely have made your mark and been consistent yeah. with what you do. You know, um, and just from seeing. Um, you know, yeah. seeing you from from a baby and when I get home from <laughs> off the road, my keyboard has been moved or you know, and you kinda you kinda you kinda do like I used to do when I was in I was in high school. My dad used my dad had a pickup truck and he used to leave the key on top of the fireplace. So when he would go to work, I would take the truck and I would drive to school and and um and when he get when I would get out of school I would I would get back before he got off work and try to park it. I would park it in the same place and put the key in the same place, so he never he never knew that I did that until we got older. And I said, "Yeah, well, you can't whoop me now." So you know, so you, you used to do just like me when when I would come when I would come home from work, you would grab the keyboard, and when you knew I had to leave, you would put it right back in the case yeah. like ain't nothing happened. Doing true. tracks, so yeah you know yo, but but we gonna we gonna talk i'm, yeah, I'm gonna run the idea. show one day yeah hey that's a great idea we gonna do that <laughs> yeah i'm gonna bomb the show
0: <laughs> yo that's fire so before we go there's so many um different areas of music that have been affected by your contribution so to the music community as a whole if there was one piece of advice or encouragement that you would give, what would it be?
1: Um, one would be stay true to who you are, yeah. and um, and one thing that, and I'm not, you know, trying to be negative at all, but you know, I know there are a lot of musicians that um, that come from quartet, yes sir, and because they have excelled in many different directions, you know, some of them would say I don't do quartet no more. Oh yeah. You know, and it bothers me because to say that quartet is the reason why you're even where you are. Yes. So how can you say I don't I don't do quartet no more when this was the vehicle to where you yes. are now? Yes. You know? Um and just because it's not the moneymaker for you, yes. I never forget where I came from. And I always show respect to the genre of quartet. Yes. Because when there wasn't praise and worship, when there wasn't CCM, yes. when there wasn't all of that other stuff, one thing you can count on that was there, and that was quartet music. That's true. And you have the the new people are saying gospel music, traditional yeah. music.
0: Yeah, that's what they call it now, traditional gospel, right? Or yeah. Something like that. Uh-huh.
1: But I'm going to keep it real. It's quartet. It is. And 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 I always um speak highly of quartet because even in churches, when you get into a dog fight or or a jam, as we would call it, you know, the, the the praise and worship leader can say, Let me take you to church. You taking me to church. You we in church. You ain't taking me nowhere. Just say, let me do some quartet. Because that's so—that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. You know, facts. And and um, uh, and hey, everything has an art. That's and, right. and if you don't know the art of quartet, don't hate on it. Because one thing that quartet will teach you, it will teach any musician how to be disciplined. Facts on facts on facts. Because yep. I ain't never seen a groove that changes, and call it a groove. <laughs> A groove is something that's that's the same. Yes. And genre a quartet is a feel. Yes. It's a feel. If you ain't got, in order to do quartet, you got to have the feel. Yes. And um, and and one thing about it, you know, quartet will never will never die. Yeah, that's right. And I'm gonna stay true to it. Absolutely. It's not that we can't do anything else. Yeah. Because we can. Yeah. You know. And, and, you know, but, but when we hit that quartet, we're going to know what time it is. Not every time. If you listen to us for about five minutes, <laughs> I believe you're going to feel something. <laughs> and then when you when we feel like you're tired of hearing it, we'll go and tap into your CCM and your other stuff and, and, and stuff. Because we can do that. Absolutely. You know, but just stay true to, true to who you are yeah. and, and be consistent. Yeah. You know. That's, that's my words. Yo. Thank y'all for watching. Ray
0: Braswell Jr., Mr. Ray Markable. <laughs> Peace.